Takashi Miike is, without question, the father of the mashup genre. Three cinephiles have come together to bring you strong opinions, controversial statements, epic battles, and plenty of fun. Introducing our host, the man who watches 52 movies a week, drinks 52 beers a movie, loves women, but hates the woman. From the foreign land of Canada, our host, Mood616. He is widely known as the man who talks too much. His worst enemies are Postmaster P and Pee Wee Herman. He said Hellraiser was overrated and Leprechaun Origins wouldn't suck. He's the full-blooded half-Mexican. JP. Finally, we have the man who doesn't talk enough. He is best friends with Sean S. Cunningham. His favorite horror movie is Gummo. He is your favorite Jew and mine, Jeremy. Together, they are known for extending a helping hand to vampircons everywhere. They are the 22 shots of moods and horror. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 142 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the Dawn Mega Man Moods. Yeah. And of course, I got my two lovers of Asian cinema by my side. First up, we have the man who thought that Itchy the Killer was the blonde Yakuza enforcer for the first hour of the movie. Confused by Asian cinema. Double Shot J, a.k.a. JP. And last up, we have the man that will throw a fit every time you post a 4K meme on his 4K post on Facebook. The Jewish boy with the potty mouth. Once known as NES Ruler 22, a.k.a. Jeremy. What's going on, guys? Yes, it's true. Yo. It's really fucking obnoxious. Every time I post something, it's four gay or whatever the fuck you post. Shock I think, post I think it's funny, man. It's fuck, dude. I Oh, my God. Watson was just pissed himself. <laughs> he was like dying, man. I think it's kind of funny, too, man, to be honest. but And, and rewind a bit. You can't tell me that if you look at Itchy the Killer, any poster, any cover, yeah, you think you're like, that's killer. Itchy the Killer. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking this is flashbacks with the other dude. I'm like, oh, wonder when he gets his when he dyes his hair blonde. I thought that too. <laughs> I didn't know either. This is but the first time see? I saw it too. Damn it! I, th- this episode is going to be such a such a train wreck with uh, with characters' names because I can't fucking remember any of them. Um, oh yeah. But I call that's him. I, I call him the blonde. I... <laughs> yeah, the blonde yakuza enforcer. Um, yeah, and he, but they say his name like you know very close to the beginning of the film, right? So well, you know right away. Itchy, itchy is a nickname or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know what itchy means. Like if it's like if it means something else or if it's an actual name or what. Yeah. And that's the problem with most of these fucking movies is they mention all these names like Jinji, and I'm like, who? Wait, which one was Jinji? Was that the guy that they found in the house, or was that the? the cop or was that the other guy who died yeah. and i'm like what the fuck no, <laughs> yeah that was yosh yoshki yeah it is hard i was, I was talking about another movie so oh, i was talking about creepy it is hard I, mean, yeah, I was talking about creepy. some actually. japanese names are like impossible to remember and then when you have like 30 different characters in a film it's like oh my god who's who like you know who they are in the film but you well, can't especially when all the names. movies are like two and a half hours long and you're like yeah. watch four of them and you're like this not to mention, not to be like super stereotypical, but because everybody has, you know, dark hair minus non-itchy it, <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of similar looking. <laughs> yeah. uh, they like they all have similar hairstyles and, and dark ha- black hair. It's hard to tell people apart in in 
especially I've noticed in Japanese cinema. I have a little bit easier well, time in. I don't in have Korea. a problem with telling the characters part. I just have a problem with remembering the names. So if you were to say one of the characters' names right now, I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know, man." <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, see, I have both. Like, unless they're very distinguished, like in creepy. Like the the creepy dude, it like he has a very distinguished face. You know, he yeah. has like specific wrinkles and stuff. He's easy to tell. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I definitely struggle with that, especially in the the Mike films where like everybody's like these y- yakuza guys, and it's like they all dressed in the same. At least like the non itchy, uh, is he dresses like really like bright too yeah. to add to the to the blonde hair thing like he definitely stands out which was obviously intentional but yeah we'll talk about that later this is a this is an episode picked by sam uh one of two which i don't know when we're gonna get to this second asian director spotlight that we're doing but this one was a takashi Mike spotlight and then we had a bonus review um yeah who was who creepy who picked the bonus review by the way who else, Derek? Oh, no. Was, it, it, no. Oh, really? It wasn't Derek? I think it was, I want to say it was like Rob Hankins or oh. something. Yeah, Hankins. I had no idea about that one. I didn't even, re- I didn't notice it on the Patreon thing. And you're like, yeah, we yeah it's it on there. Yeah, it was like, fuck, I didn't even notice it. But It's just over in the silver section since it was a. But uh, of course, it, it kind of fit, it, it fit the mold of, you know, this Takashi Miike director spotlight for length of films because every film that we watched here was over two hours well with the exception audition i guess it was yeah just but that's still like 155 yeah but it's two I, hours i said this a lot i of said crap. this in in the um chat the the group chat that we have moods and i was like this is literally the hardest prep i've had ever in this show this show's history uh i lost a day in terms of like well, first of all, the week started off bad when we had to postpone the Pumpkinhead show, which is our normal recording time from Sunday, and do it on Wednesday, which was yeah. really weird. We were initially going to do it on Tuesday, and then some things got messed up with my schedule, so we had to do Wednesday. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow, Like Sunday is really soon, and I have eight, not almost nine hours of movies to watch. More, if I count my what we watch, but in terms of the featured reviews straight up like nine hours of of watching and i was working uh like this today like last night uh saturday i worked three to eleven and then i worked today which is sunday seven to three so i literally had two more movies i had three movies to watch total two more featured reviews so i i got home last night at like 11 30 and watched Four hours and twenty minutes of of, of age of <laughs> Japanese films, and I had to be up at five thirty. I literally woke up eight minutes after I normally leave because I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was like I just got up and got dressed and literally walked out to the car. It was miserable. <laughs> but yeah, I had I had a rough go on this one. Like I like I watched the Puppet Master movies easier. I watched the Silent Night Deadly Night movies easier. I watched the Howling movies easier than Yeah, because they're 80 minutes. <laughs> well, the Puppet Master ones, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have Howling. a problem with the prep for this at all. I, I kind of spaced it out perfectly, but the films are long, you know. 
that's like i literally felt like jeremy just i was just bitching the whole time (laughs) yeah i i I think that was the most i've ever heard you complain about prep for a show yeah i was like this this bullshit why i like i remember when i watched um gozu or guza whatever and uh it was like i was like you know, it's a, a, a two hour and nine minute and 30 some second movie. And the credits don't start until two hours, seven minutes and 36 seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? I was like, you can't <laughs> even give me five minutes of credits. You got to run. Me yeah, but their intros are usually a little bit longer. Oh, Jesus, man. I almost I almost jumped off a bridge, man. I was like, this is it. This is my last one. To play Sam. <laughs> I was blaming Sam. I was like, Sam, what the fuck? man and it wasn't a bad <laughs> show topic it's just bad timing for me yeah i was just miserable man <laughs> i thought i was like i watched audition and i was like okay one down and then like i realized my i had some things planned and i i was like oh wow I, there's actually no spots i could watch films except for like ones that require me to stay up super late it was like ridiculous but anyway it's it's october now um at the time of you guys hearing this which means the season of us you know the the horror season has begun i know it's horror season all year long for us but there's just something a little extra special when you talk about october and halloween i actually started my 31 days of horror how, how about you guys gonna fail like always i won last year thank you very much did I fail last year, man? No, you actually you succeeded first time. That was first time in six years. Six yeah, years. You did yeah. it on time. Yeah. Yep. Did it on time and everything. No, <laughs> no late ones. Everyone was up by I think midnight um, each day, and uh, yeah, I did them all. And this year, I will probably have a harder time doing that because I'm 82 prepping during this, and that's going to be hard. Plus shows that we're doing. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool, man. I, I, le- I this is my seventh year doing this. Seventh. I know you didn't do the first couple years that we were on YouTube. Moods. What are no. you on year? No. Four. This will be my fourth. Yeah. Jeremy, what year are you on? Uh, I did one <laughs> in like 2015, and then I said, "Oh, that's right." Quitting YouTube. We put out a challenge this year, though, so I'm following along the challenge. Made it even harder for me. Oh, you're really gonna fail now. Yeah, I'm not even be, doing I, it. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to not fail. Pretty much, like I just know I'm going to. But it's fine. I upload them in January or February. You know, finish <laughs> <laughs> <Push> them off. <laughs> uh, a couple years ago, I thought you were gonna start uploading the the ones from the previous Dude, year during September. October. No, no, no. Literally, <laughs> literally, the one year I almost didn't do it because I was like, I never even finished last year. So September rolled around, and I was like, well, let me finish these final six reviews from last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So like, literally, the the like first week, the last week of September started the uh, 31 days of horror, and then from the previous year, you know, it, it finished it up, and then I immediately started the next one. Fuck. It, it's so funny because I normally always like choke it the same time. It's around the, like 21. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. Like two years in a row is the same day. <laughs> but yeah, that's a lot a of people. Bit of a head start this year, though, because like, you know, the first week, I mean, we're not really. We have next week off. 
Yeah. So it'll give you a little bit of a breathing room, but I mean, you still got to prep for it too. Yeah, but. but I have so I haven't watched nearly. I've only think I watched thirty eighty two films. I mean, I'm probably going to end up at like fifty fifty five, um, which is fair. I mean, I, I will say this that the films that I feel like were going to make my top ten are probably the films that are going to make my top ten because. Uh, every every single thing that I've watched outside of the films that I thought had a chance have not come close to making it so far. Yeah, I'm gonna stop at a hundred. Good enough. I got 84 right now. I think that's what Brandon did too. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, gonna fail as always. So I'm probably just gonna have to review a lot of 82 films during <laughs> during the October. Um, the the thirty one days of horror that's so you, probably you don't have yeah. a you don't have a theme this year then obviously not no it's the ch- I am doing the challenge but I'll tell you what my first two reviews I already have knocked out seven criteria on two films wow yeah so that's yeah I'm cool. just gonna keep it random again I like to pick the film that I just feel like watching that day you know yeah because I'm moods that's why very moody Mm -hmm. so but he keeps it but he keeps it fresh though man because if you don't feel like i feel like if you make a theme and you you know and you don't feel like watching that film that's up for that day but it's so broad though and because how we're doing it where you can knock off categories like you could realistically hit every single one in like 10 days yeah for sure for sure i mean if you really play your cards right right would you you think about it right like you could do a uh a cannibal film that is also going to count for a country it could be a first time watch you got three right there you know um i think the country one counts for every movie though because the movie has to come from a country yeah but it has to be five different countries yeah so yeah like my first review is a u.s film so i knocked off u.s (laughs) well that doesn't surprise me a u.s film (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, I mean, I think my first it, movie pretty, is a Russian film. I think it's a Russian film. Hmm. Yeah, that is weird. But yeah, good stuff, man. So what else is going on with Jeremy? What's going on? Nothing much. Got Same some old work? shit, different day. Arguing with people on the Facebook page about stupid shit and making people angry. I really Dude, think I made. Everybody um, is saying Hellfest is pretty good. I think I really heard. But hurt Mark Nato Leithu's feelings today about, about what about the... Hellfest that I said <laughs> that he's an I called him an asshat and I think I hurt his feelings. <laughs> Why? Because he liked it well, and you hated it. Yeah, it's like I was just joking around and he's like, "Oh," uh, and Mark was like, "You'll regret not seeing it in the theater." And I said, "Don't listen to him. He's an asshat." And then he got all mad at me. <laughs> it's like I was just joking around. I didn't mean to call him an asshat. Um, I know Mark. Has listened to our show before, but I'm not sure how much he knows. So he's a little bit unfamiliar with how we insult people constantly. Well, mostly Jeremy, but he said I'm not an adult, and that maybe when I hit puberty, I'll grow up. See, but that makes me feel like he does know you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah, that works. I don't know. I. I just figured if you post on our page, you know you all everything's open. It's fair game. I mean, I still get made fun of. Did he post on our that, page? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even oh. see that. 
It's like I still get made fun of by saying Annabelle Creations average, which it is, even though I gave it a five point five. Yeah. Um, which you were that was that was the one I was thinking about that you were wrong on, because like pretty much everybody who I've talked to who's seen that think that it's way above average. What Hellfest? No, Annabelle. Two. Like I said a few weeks ago, maybe I'll have to rewatch it. I just I thought it was very average in a five point five kind of a way. Hellfest <laughs> is still in next week. I think I might go see it. Just for that. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I don't know. I'm kind of curious on it. I mean, I, you know, the trailer didn't look that bad. I was like, the setting looks cool. I mean, that is that's what I said. It says it has an awesome Halloween season kind of a feel to it, but I don't understand why people are saying the kills are good because they're not. But but the thing is also though, I, and I said this, but you didn't really comment on it too much. Like, you're not really a slasher guy. But that, that doesn't much. matter. But I've still watched them, and I still understand what makes a kill good, and these are not good. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'll see it, and I will get back to you on that. I, I'm going to try to see it. Um, I think Wednesday? I might try to go see it. So, I think I'm going to... Dylan's coming back into town on Wednesday, so I think we're going to probably go Thursday. Hopefully, It's, it's probably going to get pulled pretty quickly. Well, that's also, what I, I appreciate the guy that gave me a compliment by saying last week that Lance Henderson was down in the dumps was a funny comment. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That I did was something Rob, good wasn't it? I don't know. From Georgia? I don't think it was Rob from Georgia. He told me in chat, he's like, man, I lost it when Jeremy said, uh, <laughs> man, Lance Hendrickson was down in, down in dumps after his son died. <laughs> Something. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's an understatement, dude. Um, but yeah, he also said he laughed really hard when you said uh, if David showed up at the end of like Predators, the Predator, and I was like, that's dumb. Yeah, that. yeah. When he came out of the, it's true. It was that was a be, different timeline, though. But that was yeah. supposed to happen. Arnold was supposed to be in it at the end. But you said like, David. Oh yeah, from <laughs> you're Alien. talking about David from Alien. Well, maybe it would take place in the same universe. Alien, yeah, Predator. but this, <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. but pre- the Predator is like, uh, uh, like present day, and and Prometheus is like 2097 or something. Yeah. Well, you never know. But then Rob said to Prometheus. He did say Rob said that technically he is an android, so he could have been made by that. Ha. But I I mean anything would have been probably cooler than what we actually got for the ending of the Predator. Yeah, superhero. (laughs) I couldn't believe that. I was like, this fucking Iron Man. Oh my god, that that shit was (laughs) I should have took more points off just for that. You can only just laugh at it. And not in a good way. That's the shit that I really don't want to see because I'm not a I'm not a huge comic book movie guy. So that was really the last thing I wanted to see. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? You did see it, so I know. But like, come on, man. We're watching a fucking predator movie, man. It's alien shit. We don't need fucking superheroes. I was and shit. hoping it was going to be an alien egg. Like this is mm. what's gonna stop them or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that, yeah, kinda... but that would be too clever. That's too hard. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't have made the most sense considering the alien egg would have just face hugged one of the regular humans, and it would have been like, oh, well, these things attack us too. So, that... I but, can, you know, something. Yeah, like I can that. see why they didn't do that. They just didn't want to connect that. But who knows? Why not? It would have been. I'm awesome. just saying, shared universes are all the rage right now. Yeah, yeah. that is true. 
But they were doing it back in 2004, so. Man, I'm, I got really hyped for Halloween and Suspiria after Jason's high ratings on those. Did you see that? Yeah, we'll see. I did see that. I was Nines out of tens. I was a little bit shocked about the Halloween. High race. But. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid everything about that thing. We're going to have to make our own decisions. We're only three weeks away, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see, man. I mean, I don't really, I don't really take those ratings and those that serious, to be honest, because we have quite He's different taste. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, very different I, taste Jason, a lot of the Jason time. Usually, I, the Jason's not too different. Like he, I, I've never seen him like hype a film and then me not like it. You know what I mean? Like I might not be as high, but. I've, I've, definitely I've not, noticed not that sometimes him. with you know with sla- with slashers and shit, man. I think he's a little bit biased at times, though. You know, with yeah. his ratings. Well, because slashers are his favorite type of horror film, right? That's so, true. So I think so. When I saw Halloween topping that whole festival of like fifteen, sixteen films, I was like, well, it's a slasher that might be a little bit biased. I don't know. Who knows? Halloween might be that good. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. So, and Suspiria. I mean, I think a lot of people were. Or I mean, even Jason himself, you know, like he he's a fan of Suspiria, but he always says it's a little bit overrated and stuff. So maybe he was looking for that in there too. But I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So you yeah. want to talk about our experience in Sorority Row Massacre, JP, and how it, it <laughs> oh, yeah. failed so horribly? The uh, retro nightmares things that Bloody Disgusting was doing. Uh, the first was the house on sorority row which in my opinion i thought was probably the most popular it is the most popular title they're showing so i figured that one would do the best you know it makes sense to lead off with that one uh so you went and seen it and before you went and seen it you you buy your tickets online and you could see other people who bought them so how many people had bought them a day out zero okay what about like eight hours out Zero besides me. What about like four hours out? Zero besides me. What, what about an hour before the show? Zero besides me. What about like during the like previews? There were no previews, but zero besides me. Okay, wh- how many people were in there with you? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. I don't like, understand that. D- did they not promote this thing well enough or something? How does? How I'm are you the only person? Great. I was the only but it person. Is bloody freaking That's disgusting, crazy, dude. Like internet, yeah, yeah. I had a little bit more successful luck when I went to my screening. There was about six people in there. Uh, it, and I know it, Neil it, said he was the only one besides him and his brother and one other person. Yeah, and then I think Corey said that he was the only one in there too. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> like, thing had to have like not been promoted good in enough. Like six states. <laughs> <laughs> um that but makes no, man, no it was, sense it was awesome really, okay i thought it was because um the theater that was hosting it is the hollywood theater which it was one of the coolest places ever that's why i went and seen the john carpenter fest uh i seen um hatchet uh four there with adam green like it, it's awesome you would walk in there's all these like posters and memorabilia from like the 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 30s and 40s because i think the theater was built in like the 20s or something like that and all this stuff and it was it it was a a non-profit and some douchebags in chicago bought it and uh they tried to make it work with the non-profit organization who was running it uh that there's like this big shady thing that happened about the guy trying to like 
sell the projectors. I don't know. And basically the the friends of the Hollywood theaters with the nonprofit thing was called, like moved out of there and said, screw it, we're done. And I walked in there, dude. I haven't been there since. They left because they haven't showed anything. They turned it into a second run theater. So like, you know, they play all the films that are pretty much done. Nobody else wants. Yeah. Well, not even nobody else wants. It's like they're playing, yeah. you know, Black Panther like seven months after Black Panthers came out, you know? Yeah. And uh, it it like it was so depressing when I walked in. There was all the all the posters and memorabilia was gone. Um, they had like no concessions. They used to have these like local um, like like pop, you know, like cherry or like root beer, like the, just like a local company that makes their own pop. And they only had like two flavors. They used to have like nine. Uh, and then when you walk into the theater at the very top, they used to have couches and coffee tables up at the top for like people to you know a different style of seating those were gone and i think that a lot of people who went to that theater were very loyal so like normally i guarantee even even that event would have done well because it's like the main thing in in that area uh for anybody who's into horror and you know pittsburgh has a lot of horror fans and that even like on weird screenings people that the place would be you know at least 30 percent occupancy um and it was just sad i think a lot of people just bailed and was like we're not supporting this place anymore because they changed so much um but yeah it, it i mean it was cool watching house on sorority row like it, like everybody who was in there was so spaced out you could literally like i mean carly could like literally talk out loud and they wouldn't even be able to hear us well know, me so. too i'm laughing out loud when he's like i'm a sea pig i'm a sea pig i'm sitting out there laughing cracking up out loud to myself I did come my, down drinking my shock top by myself. I, if you guys remember when we did the OG versus remake, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. But the second this was my second watch. There it you just I cannot excuse how un like how much sense is not made. Oh yeah. In the uh you know prank. It just I didn't like it, it as I much can't this time literally, the last time. No, me neither. I, I can't I still like it a lot, yeah, but there's no explanation to that prank. It doesn't yeah. work any way you think about how they could have done it yeah. with the with the gun, you know, and the firing, busting out the light, and then like it just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. So if, if or there's how somebody she got up into the attic and she was right where she was supposed to be. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a but it. I hey man, they're they're college students. You never know. They're working on a different level. They're working on a different level, man. They oh fuck, totally it can work. Well, even later, the girl's like, "How was I supposed to know there was a bullet in there?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe when you shot out the light, <laughs> you put in the blanks." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That that shit does. That's not... really sad, man. That's really sad that there was nobody there. That's. I know. I, I'm mind. hoping they still do Amityville this Thursday. Oh, they are. What are they, they going to do? Cancel it. I mean, maybe, like but any type oh, of retro shit, man. If it ever happens in time, I go to that shit all the time, man. Like, I just feel like oh, nobody yeah, knew about too. it. Like, how could there only be one person? In the transfer of shit, it makes no sense. Ah, uh, no, it wasn't shit, dude. Definitely wasn't shit. What, how it was did they project thing, it? Right? How did they project it? What did they use? Digital. I think they used the old, uh, not the new Scorpion transfer. I don't think it was the new so Scorpion the, transfer. So the old Scorpion Blu-ray transfer, because this is their second one. Yeah, okay. I, it looked very similar to the Eureka or whatever I have. Mm-hmm. So, not sure. Eureka, the eighty-eight films. No, 
What I don't know if it's Eureka. It's not Eureka. It's um, it's that other one. Can't remember. It's like I think it might be Australian or something. I can't. Oh, the cult cinema one. Cult cinema. Yeah, yeah. they're notorious for just like upscaling. They don't even restore their phones. No, that transfer is good. On is that it? One. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I've actually heard that about that one, but I've heard some of the the transfers that they've done, they've just kind of upscaled and shit. Yeah. Which is really cheap. So, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. But um, we'll see with the Amityville, man. <laughs> it's probably it, going to be even worse. Who, who the fuck wants to go see that shit anyways? Hey, like, they remastered you know them really, If nobody's going to so. show up for the good slasher film, no one's going to go watch some fucking shitty-ass Amityville films. But you know what's cool about that, man? Is, like, me and Jeremy might be, like, you know... The only do- like one of like the only the two of the only dozen people who've ever seen those films in a theater. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, That's in modern cool. times, anyways. No, because those didn't get theatrical releases. Yeah. All the Amityville films. I thought you were talking about House. Yeah, because because they are, you know the. Well, if you look at it like, like that, that's actually kind of cool. You put yeah, that that's how I've been put, looking at put it. Put that shit on your grave, on your gravestone. They're all remastered in 4K and they look all people, nice. One of seven people in the United States or in the world to ever see Amityville Part 6. Four and, four and six. <laughs> is that what it is? Four and, no, it's not four. Is no, it? it's not four. Yeah, four, it's four no, and six. Four is a TV movie. Yeah, oh, it's oh, it four and six. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's The Evil Escapes then? Oh, yeah. That movie and the, fucking and the, sucks too. The 1991. Yeah, that TV film was shitty. That's funny. Why? I still don't understand the, understand why they decided to do that one. Maybe they had the rights to those ones. Yeah, it's Amity Phil. It's about time and Amity Phil, the evil escapes. It's about time isn't bad. It's better than part four. I don't know. They're remastered in 4K, so I bet you they look extra shitty. <laughs> so the full screen 4K? Well, tell me how that looks. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what that looks like, man. Amityville four and six. What a weird. That, that's <laughs> got to that's got to be one of the odder cinema experiences you're ever gonna have. Hey, it's another Tony Randall film. Didn't yeah. we do a couple of his? Probably. Hellraiser two. Yeah, I think we I think that's it. Oh, maybe yeah. 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 Q. Q. Well, should we move this along? Yeah. I. I all right, man. Hey, look at Pittsburgh score touchdown. I'm just joking, JP. Oh, he stole my. I, I fucking was gonna do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I said I don't even want joke hints. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is like you guys one. make me record games on the or shows on the Steeler games. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> oh. Remember that time Jeremy canceled a show because the Bears were playing. It was like in our first season. No, I think that okay. That's not as bad as him fucking not wanting to record because the Oscars are on. That's the worst yeah. excuse it's in history. Again, so. That's the worst excuse ever. Just the record Oscars. them. Nobody no. gives a shit about the Oscars. I yeah, do. and nobody gives a shit about the Oscars. Everybody that's actually physically at the Oscars are like, "Why the fuck are we at the Oscars? This is mm-hmm. gay." Yeah. You know, Me and Brandon like the Oscars. So. Well, that makes a lot of sense because Brandon, yeah. Brandon likes it's a Brandon. lot of penis. He likes penis. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon admits that he just loves penis. Yes. So, yeah, man, that's 
That's the worst excuse ever. That's the worst excuse. But uh, anyways, there was one, he canceled to go to a concert with his dad once. I remember let me that. guess. It was yes. Probably. No, nah, he doesn't like yes. It's probably somebody else. Oh, really? He doesn't like yes? Oh, my God. Can't blame him. Fuck you, man. Don't Hate they have, like, yes. one song? No, they have way more than one song, you asshole. What's the one song? Uh, the Owner of a Lonely Heart. That's really popular. Yeah. That yep, sucks. That's the one. That's the one song. But that's like that's Roundabout. Like 80, that's 80s yes. That's funny. Roundabout. Yeah, yeah that's shitty yes. Roundabout. I, I love that Only song. yes I know, buddy. <laughs> I've seen all good people. That's popular yes song. There's a lot of popular yes. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's move this along and let's get into some box office brawl. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Ding, ding. Ding, ding. All right. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this week's film on Box Office Brawl was Hellfest from the year, of course, 2018. Opening in 2,297 theaters, and the movie made... Five million seventy-five thousand for an average for an average of two thousand two hundred and nine dollars per theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. For once, I actually fucking won. Yeah, I lost to both of you guys. Five million, dude. That thing fucking tanked. Well, it was only made on five point five million, so it didn't really lose that much money. But that brings Jeremy up to twelve versus my nineteen. Comeback, boys. Uh, and then me versus moods, he ties it back up at fourteen to fourteen. Fuck yeah! And then uh, moods beats Jeremy, which ties his or moods is now thirteen to fourteen, losing to Jeremy. Yeah, that's not cool. That can't happen. Thought I was gonna have a push. Maybe I still will have a push. Yeah. Well, that was exciting. Yeah, I guess we don't. Well, need- is there anything coming out in the next two weeks? Because Goosebumps two, mm, we'll post it on the page. <laughs> okay, then <laughs> no. How is there right. nothing coming out in the next two weeks? It's October. We have this is Star pretty much is just Halloween, right? And That's- Phenom, Phenom comes out next week, and oh, then October twelfth. October twelfth, we have Bad Times at the El Royale. Which looks awesome. That's looks Drew Goddard. It's Drew Goddard's new film, bro. Is there, is there any horror films coming out? <laughs> I mean, that one does look cool, though. I'm, I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. Uh, Goosebumps 2. Then October 19th, we have Halloween. Yeah. And the week after that, we have Suspiria. That's it. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about but Suspiria is in November, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a wide in November, but it comes out in October. Yeah, that's that's a little disappointing, man. Like that is very disappointing. You we, think we've been so horror filled all year long, you know. Like every month, there's at least one or two. Like why why is October not flooded? There should be two new horror films every week that's, weekend in October. That's some poor planning, man, by the studios. They they just don't do it like they used to. Yeah, anymore. why the hell is oh. Overlord coming out in fucking November and not January and not October? That movie's ready to go. Well, Suspiria should be widely released in October, also. That makes perfect uh, sense. I think Overlord looks fucking awesome. Uh, do you think everything just wants to avoid Halloween? 
Well, well they're um, saying it's going to open to like forty-five million, which is like pretty good. What did, what did uh, the last Halloween ma- or not the last one, the one before the last one? Halloween, make? Halloween one. Like yeah, they're, they're saying forty-five million. I say I, it probably comes in higher than that. I bet. Uh, Halloween yeah. opening made twenty-six million. Halloween wow, two. That's a, that's a big difference, but horror is way more booming than it was back then. Here we go. Let's look at the franchise as a whole. So Halloween two. Now you I know to, one of them made like nine million. You have to remember of inflation. You know this is um, seven point five million in twelve hundred theaters. Halloween three made six million in twelve hundred wow. theaters. Halloween four made. Uh, this is opening weekend. Uh, six point eight million in uh, seventeen hundred theaters. Halloween five made five million in fourteen hundred theaters. What, what did Halloween five make total? Eleven million. That's so bad, dude. Yeah. Even with inflation, that's bad. Halloween. <laughs> but Halloween, Halloween five sucks six, anyways. Yeah. Halloween six made seven point three million in seventeen hundred theaters. Then we have a bump. H two O made sixteen million in two thousand six hundred and seven theaters. Resurrection made twelve million in nineteen hundred fifty-four. And we have a huge bump. Uh Rob Zombies Halloween made twenty-six million in man, three thousand four hundred and seventy-two theaters. Wow. I believe that movie had that big of a wide release. And then Halloween two made sixteen million in three thousand and twenty-five theaters. How much did it make? It made because like that's what I'm kind of liking it to right. in terms so of. So it made um, on opening, it made 123 million 403,000. It's not gonna come close to that. No way. No. Not even but close. half of that I could see. Because like it had such a uh, like pop culturey push behind it. Like I haven't seen that kind of love with the new Halloween. Yeah, but there's so yeah. m- but you know there's so many fans of Halloween. But we yeah. know that fans don't create the numbers. It's the mainstream that does. Mm-hmm. In this you case, know? I don't know. There's a lot of fucking Halloween fanboys like, out like there. Like, fans did not make it make $100 million. You know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah. Rob Zombie's film brought in $26 million. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, so that's I'm pretty saying, good. like, so the, that's pretty... So, bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis again... Jamie Lee Curtis is, is a, easy for a $10 million by itself. Well, look at H2O. <laughs> yeah. H2O did well just based on her return. Yeah. You know, and I personally, I'm not a big fan of the film. Well, also, I think H2O, Blumhouse, you know, Blumhouse. H2O, H2O was marketed similar to how this one is, where it's like returning to the roots. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not fucking cults and men in black and shit like that. Thorns and stuff. You know, it's just like returning to the roots, you know, the babysitter yeah. murders. Um, which they're doing that again in this one. Uh, I'm really curious to see like just just what they do. Like, do they do they do something cool with the story, or is it just going to be like the basic Halloween story? Because that'd be cool with either one. You know what I mean? Are they going to do something that I was not expecting, or is it just going to be Halloween? Because I would be fine with just Halloween, but I would be <clears throat> fine with something I wasn't expecting too, as long as it feels like halloween i'm sure i'm sure i'm gonna like it dude. are they setting it on I the same night as the original film no no they're not because it was fuck yeah she has a kid you dumbass haven't you seen the trailer no i haven't no i, I don't watch have... the trailer <laughs> no i've seen like a little teaser thing but yeah i was just wondering what they're gonna obviously she's fucking older 
Like I, I wasn't was sure if they were going to today and a spot came on the TV and I ran over to the remote and like changed the channel. <laughs> that TV spot's supposed to have spoilers. So. Yeah, I just saw that. So I'm glad I, I literally didn't see anything. Yeah. Man, yeah. I've been rewind. I've like, I don't think I've watched any of the Halloween since we've done the show. Like I might've watched like one or two, like, you know, here and there or whatever, but I've been kind of getting that itch to kind of check out some of them again. I've watched Halloween three probably three or four times. Yeah. Well, we we need to do a commentary on that. Yay! And that'd be a fun. That's a fun one to do. Yeah. There's so much stuff that's good. There's so much funny stuff in Halloween three. Um. But yeah, so we need to get on those. Maybe next week when we're off, that would be a good time to do them. They're easy to do, at least you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, People paid for them. I I don't want to refund people. (laughs) um yeah maybe we'll try to pump one out next weekend yeah yeah i mean one one commentary is like because canadian thanksgiving is next weekend so unfortunately you gotta moods has to cancel the show because it's thanksgiving oh well let's remember the time that moods had to cancel the show we're not even recording next week anyways where the hell are we ever gonna get time to do these jesus (laughs) do on saturday Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I said next Saturday. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, if I could, if I didn't have to go to my parents' house for dinner, I can't do it next Saturday. Aaron's making me go. So Saturday. So, um, Jeremy messaged me the other day. He's like, "Why do Canadians steal, uh, like our holidays, like Thanksgiving?" I never said that. Yeah, remember you? You told me that once. Never said that. What the fuck are you talking about? I think JP's just repeating what he said. It's like not a it's not a retarded state. Like I'm all for saying when I say something stupid, but I definitely did not say that. Oh, so you so you don't feel that way then? I mean I'm curious. I mean why do they call it Thanksgiving? <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew he felt that way. No, you just feel like that. Like why the hell do Greek why the hell is Greece? Easter different than all the other Easters. It makes no sense. Yeah, I never heard of Greece Easter. Yeah, there's a Greek Easter and there's a uh, regular Greek. Easter. Greek. Greece is Greek, you dumbass. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. There's like two different Easters. It's like, what? It, didn't Jesus come back on the same day? Like, I don't I was know. You killed him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand how there could be two different stories about when what, Jesus What does your people earth. say? I don't know. We just fucking nailed him to a cross. I don't know. And he was a Jew too, so fuck you. <laughs> do you know Jesus was a Jew? We do. I don't know we much, do. man. <laughs> um, that's funny, though. Not that Jesus got killed, but, you know, the other thing. Um, I mean, he sort of deserved it. Dude. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Now I'm going to have all these fucking oh. crazy Christians. Yep, there you go. Well, I don't know. Jason took some pretty big heat this week, so... Really? Oh yeah, he was posting pretty pro-life stuff. It was really, oh. really popcorn worthy. <laughs> yeah, anytime you post anything like with an opinion about politics, religion, guns, life, yeah, it's gonna get messy. Mm-hmm. One of the major reasons why I stay off. Why I stay off general Facebook? I never go on it. Yeah, the shit that I people do. Post just annoys the shit out of me. It, it's so weird. Like my general Facebook is so clouded with just horror stuff because, well, I mean, I don't really you you know the 
I don't know. It's I don't really get that that much. You know who does post like a shit ton of that stuff is Jay Murph. Jerry Jerry's boy from Kill the Cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always get suckered into those things. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that most horror people are liberals and Jason's conservative and he posts his conservative views and it just leads to issues. Well, I mean I mean, the only two conservatives that I know in the horror community are fucking Jason and Willie Mark One, who's not what, even around is, anymore. What is technically a conservative? Which I can't and believe we'll get, that we'll, Scotty we'll was actually a conservative. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, like, he watches the most fucked up shit. See, like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. That's, <laughs> I, that's, I don't follow it. But what is, what is a conservative? Well, they're pro-life. Yeah. And they're pro-guns. Well, I'm I, I'm definitely pro guns. Pro death penalty. Not pro death penalty. Uh, I'm pro for killing people tax, who like, tax do cuts. bad stuff. I just don't trust the government to do it. Tax cuts. Um, All right, that's enough of that. Let's yep. move on. <laughs> you asked. I told you. Oh, yeah. I just, quickly. I stay out of politic talk, man. Fuck yeah, politics. because you're Canadian, it doesn't really matter to you. <laughs> our president's fucking up our relationship anyway, so that's enough of that. Yeah, it's it, there's so much politics. He's just trying to make America great again, dude. Stop being so hard. Oh, yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for Box Office Brawl. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for? If not for shedding. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Have you checked the children? children? Children. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Oh yeah, getting into the what we watch portion of the show, the dub dub dubs where we go round tree, review some films, give some ratings, pass the torch. Y'all know the routine. Jeremy, why don't you start us off this week? Okay. Um what do I want to talk about? Let's talk about Go Jam Haunted Asylum from the year twenty eighteen. Now, you give me anything that has Haunted Asylum in the title, I'm going to go fucking watch it. Cause, <clears throat> I'm the really same like... way with movies with blood in the title and Massacre and Slaughter. Yeah, you – that's the bad – don't do that to yourself. I, There's so many awful movies with blood, slaughter, or massacre in the title. Totally, yeah. 100%, man. Fucking torture. <laughs> Straight up torture. I just think that's like my favorite setting of any horror movie is a fucking mental asylum i think it, just there, hospitals so much, in general too I, I love the hospital setting you know it's like so much cool stuff you could do with it well i'm glad i didn't finish this movie because i was actually going to review this on the show yeah and, but i got side i got an hour into it and i got sidetracked and i, I still need to finish what is I'm, it two hours no, no it's, it's like it's 90, 90 minutes. minutes it's 90 minutes <laughs> i got like an hour into it and totally got sidetracked and i i'll finish it tonight. i can but understand is, i can understand why I do have this on Blu-ray, and, and I was interested in it as well. Ever since we did the Grave Encounter shows, that was the show that was picked by Jeremy, because I love those movies. Like those are those are kind of like staples in my future, like go-to's with found footage. Now. Well, like that movie is going to be on a list in a little while. I just want to say that, but this movie should not be 
compared to that film in any sort of the imaginations, but he comes nowhere near Grave Encounters. Um, it, it has the same kind of premise where we follow this these um, seven uh, people. Three of them are part of this horror webcast that uh, does like uh, like very similar to Grave Encounters, where they go to these different haunted places and they um, you know make videos and they put it up on YouTube. And they get the brilliant idea, these three guys, to go to this um, Go Jam, which is a haunted, uh, insane asylum, and live stream on YouTube to the whole world. And they bring in these three other people who are not part of their clique. You know, they're just people that they randomly selected to be part of this live web stream. And they basically just. Uh, went in there beforehand and rigged up things to make it look like freaky things were happening. And, of course, they had no idea that this was set up and not actually real. It was all just for fuse. And then, of course, real things start to happen way later into the movie, like 65 minutes into the movie. Oh, like, okay. It starts to pick up finally. <laughs> I was wondering when the real shit was going to start happening. <laughs> and it's not even like it's not even like that good compared to Grave Encounters. Like, Grave Encounters is... I think what makes that movie so uh, effective and successful is that it really plays with the, the the use of shadows and and you know things coming up on the screen very quickly and disappearing sound effects and things like that. And this movie, I think, really doesn't do that in a really effective way. I still think it's like an interesting and well-made movie, and it's pieced together well and everything like that. I just think it's lacking anything that's ultimately scary that Grave Encounters had or, or a similar found footage kind of movie had. I mean, I don't understand why people liked it. You know, I've seen a little bit of praise for this movie on our page and other pages, and I don't really understand why. I mean, I still gave it a five and a half out of 10. I think, you know, if you like uh, found footage films, you probably might enjoy this one, but I just think that it's just, about average it's, it's not that good to i be felt completely honest i felt like it was a little bit too goofy for what it was yeah. trying to accomplish mm-hmm. you know considering they didn't know that it was a setup at first and which yeah. i haven't finished it yet but you know that you know they were just kind of fucking goofing around and shit and i, I the characters were just a little bit too annoying. yeah almost annoying almost annoying yeah. I, one thing i will give it up though from what i've seen so far is the editing was really was actually pretty decent for it mm-hmm. um i think that's what separates good um, you know, found footage films from bad found footage films is sometimes the editing in bad ones is just it's just noticeable. You know, certain angles are fu- they, things are just fucked up. This one they use so many different cameras and camera angles and shots and shit in this one. There's a lot of fucking editing going on. Yeah, there's like you know GoPros and well, know, everybody you, you're trying to my, like the live stream. You, like kind everybody of has a GoPro. Everybody has a camera. Like they, they're literally shooting with like it seems like almost twenty cameras at a time. And it's, you know, fast editing and shit. So they, you know, they put in the work, you know, making the film or putting the film together. And you know, you I know, respected, I respected one that. of my, one of my pet peeves with uh, found footage films is, is whenever the camera gets distorted, like the footage gets distorted for no reason, yeah. which is like, you know, all those like, like 
you know, looks like the tracking is messed up on a VHS. Well, that, you know? that's, that's a major problem. Like, because why, why does that happen? So that, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, too, is when you see the tracking and shit and the, the image goes all distorted and shit. But you're filming and then it digitally. comes back and then you see like, but it's the digital, person. it's digital. Yeah. And, and they're giving like that analog effect. Like, I know that could happen, it. but it's whenever like the camera's like kicked or dropped or you know what I mean? It's not like. That's not going to happen when you're just walking down the hall. But you know? digital glitches, like, you know, you get those, like, little miscolorings and shit. A lot of times in found footage, they'll, when they put those distortions in there, it's almost like an analog effect, right? It's like your tape is fucking up. Yeah. And, and it well, doesn't I do mean, that on digital cameras. It's just doesn't do it. We know that. And it, it's little it's little things like that that annoy me this shit on me. And I find the other big thing with found footage, we've talked about this many times, is the acting. I can't ever tell when you're watching foreign films like asian films it's crazy if the movie. acting is if the acting is decent or not because you're focusing so much on reading the subtitles and shit and it's just it's harder to tell if if their tone is correct to what they're saying and shit in, in, in foreign films right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just so much easier when you're watching an english found footage film you just know well, this they're like very over the top and loud and yeah all, all the characters know. are very obnoxious i think it's because they're just excited to be there and shit and but yeah, it was getting a little bit tedious watching it. But I really liked the setting. I thought it was good. And, and yeah. the way they constructed the film, like the actual end product visually was pretty good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Like they did some yeah. pretty fucking solid editing in that shit, man. Considering they had to go through a ton of footage, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So eh, give them props. All right. Uh, what did you rate that? 5.5. Okay. Uh, so... Sticking kind of with the Asian theme that, that Jeremy just had in our future reviews here, I have a film that is technically, while technically not from Japan or China or any Asian country, uh, it's actually a Canadian film, but it has a lot of uh, Asian actors in it, and it's set in Japan. Um, so <laughs> okay. this... This film is called Slashers from 2001. Uh, this was a Mikey Fish. I thought, I, thought you were set, I thought you said it was going to be set in Vancouver, and I'm like, yeah, it's all Asian people. <laughs> There's yeah. no white people in Vancouver. <laughs> so uh, basically, the, I don't know if it's like set in the future or like a dystopian future or something like that, but uh, there is a – the latest craze is a Japanese game show in which uh, – a group of contestants are put inside like a slasher-like maze-type uh, um, arena where there's you know different set pieces and stuff like that. And there's, like hack. there's some slashers who are trying to kill them, and all crime is legal during this setting. Like they, like during it's like American show. gladiators with fucking slashers. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the, but this week on Slashers and <laughs> all the S's and Slashers, so like the S before the L, the S before the H, and the S at the end of Slashers are or money signs. <laughs> um and uh so this week on Slashers, it's all American uh contestants. <laughs> so it's like hosted by all Japanese people and it's uh, subtitled with the 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 host and the camera crew and stuff like that, but then it's all American contestants. <laughs> um, Sounds like live feed, right? So Mills? they have yeah. shot callers on them where they can't 
like when they go to commercial break, they have to stop the action. So if somebody's about to die, they just have to stop and wait for the commercial break <laughs> and to continue the the action. And whoever wins is going to get like $12 million or something. There's one girl on there who is going on just to prove a point that the show is like messed up or something. And then there's a bunch of other generic characters. And the slashers uh, are – there's like a hillbilly one called Chainsaw Charlie – uh, and then a Dr. Ripper, who is like a doctor theme. And then there's the new slasher, Preacher Man. And uh, yeah, so um, it's kind of funny. Like one of the first things that happens is one of the slashers rip the top off of a girl. So for the first like couple minutes, she's walking around holding her boobs, like with her hands across her nipples and stuff. And then eventually she's like, fine, you want to see my boobs? You know what I mean? Like, because it's a game show, right? It's like broadcast on TV. <laughs> and she like removes her hands and stuff like that. Kind of cool. Did um, she have nice tits? She did, actually. Yeah. Yes. It's and, always a plus. Yeah. Uh, natural, nice mm. boobs. And um, yeah, it's basically these characters. Like, everybody's like acting is like tongue in cheek. Everything's like, it's like a Mikey Fish film. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but it actually is pretty entertaining. Again, Mikey Fish comes with like the the weird, obscure. It seems like he likes to focus in the early two thousands era, late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, but yeah, it 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 has entertainment value for sure. Um, there's there's actually a little bit of slasher troops in there. Like, you know, there's a room where if the contestants have sex, the killers won't kill them while they're having sex, but then after they have sex like it's f- fair game or whatever and uh there's some little stuff like that uh the the slashers are pretty bad in terms of the way they look and the acting but there's a stupid twist at the end that you know is eye rolling and stuff but it was it was pretty fun i'm gonna yep. come in at a six out of ten on this one dude the end of that movie sucks oh you've seen this <laughs> I, I have it yeah Oh, okay. I figured you would. Yeah. This it, seems like it's... Of course, I get a movie that takes place in front of a green screen with a bunch of fucking idiots, and you get at least a watchable movie. Thanks, Mikey. I love you. Yeah, Thank you for Mikey, trying to make me watch It's not doesn't hate me. It's not watch bad. Mikey always gives card. me half-decent stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, that was mine. Alrighty. So, uh... Film my watch this week, man. <laughs> I solely checked this one out because I couldn't pass up the premise, and I'd never heard of this premise before. At least I don't think I've ever seen a film like this. Uh, from 2018, the film called The Toy Box. Uh, this is um, about a haunted RV, like almost like a killer RV. <laughs> I saw the the synopsis for it, and I was like, I gotta check this shit out. Then I noticed that uh, Denise Richards was actually in it too, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is gonna be this is gonna be pretty shitty. Uh, and then that Howard Stern's best guess. Yeah, but she fuck man, she actually looks pretty pretty good in this film. You know, for how old she she's like in her later later forties, man. She just totally doesn't look that old. But uh, and then it took me like right to like the third act to figure out who this one chick was. This Misha Barton. She was like one of the main stars on the OC. If you guys ever watched that show, no, we're cool. Uh, <laughs> I never really watched. I never really watched that. Actually, OC. pretty good. The wife used to watch the OC all the time. That's where I recognized her from. Sure, but, she, sure, she did. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't you didn't sit there with your tissues? No. Mm-hmm. No. No. The wife say. watched. She loved that show. So, but uh, anyways, yeah, the Toy Box 2018. It's basically about. Who this, was your favorite uh, character, Mids? 
I didn't watch the OC. I don't know. I just recognized her face. I think she did like commercials too and shit. It's like, but in this, she looks a lot older in this. I don't know. But it's got her whole filmography in his closet. Ah. <laughs> yeah, all of her romantic comedies and shit, of course. He's like, oh, I found a rare commercial from 97. <laughs> oh, this is a good L'Oreal one, man. Oh, gotta, yeah. get out, gotta get my tissues again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this movie basically is about uh, this estranged family, this father. He wants to get his sons back together and um, something in their past happened and the family kind of all parted and went their separate ways and shit. And there's a lot of animosity and things that are going on, of course. But, of course, he buys this used RV and he wants to go out to this remote area. And I think it's in California and check out these paintings and shit inside these caves and whatnot. So the whole family agrees to, you know, give it another shot, put the family back together. And, of course, what they don't know is that this RV is actually haunted and it starts to pick them off one by one. Um, now, right away, I was like, man, this movie is just like, it's got the most ridiculous premise ever. Because the way I read it, I thought it was a killer RV film. Like, the RV itself was going to be running down people and shit. Um, there actually is more to the story than this. It's actually haunted by a serial killer who used the toy box or the RV as his killer domain. And so um, all this crazy shit starts happening and stuff. It's actually pretty fucking cool, man. There's some good kill. There was one really damn uh, awesome kill in this film that totally caught me off guard. And that doesn't happen very easy, easily or often. But I was like, damn, that was creative. So I give him props for that shit. But all in all, you know, for more or less a contained film, most of it does take place in the RV, a little bit outside of it and stuff. It's a small film. Uh, I thought the acting was pretty decent for the most part. Uh, the kill's not too bad. Um, it had a decent runtime. It actually went by pretty damn fast, but the premise itself was just original, and that's why I wanted to check it out. I mean, every premise has been overdone a million times. Like Jeremy's film, that premise has been done a million times, you know. Uh, these game show things, like J- or JP's review. Same shit, man. But this one I had never seen before. I thought they executed pretty good. Some of the, the way it comes together with the serial killer and shit is a little bit to the point where you kind of have to disconnect yourself from all reality and be like, okay, I guess that's the way it could go down. I mean, it is on the supernatural or, you know, side of things. So at that point, I guess you can, um, but it's a pretty, it was an interesting film. I kind of recommend it, man. Uh, I'm going to give this one about a seven out of 10. I like actually really enjoyed it. It's pretty fun stuff. Check it out. That one didn't like, I expected it to suck. And then you kind of turned it around, like just by the, title and then the like early premise i was like yeah this sounds like it's gonna be bad (laughs) yeah well it was weird because like i said i'd read it as a killer rv and i was like how the fuck are they gonna do that you know but then you know you get introduced to the serial killer and that kind of story and shit and it was kind of interesting there was some you know it, it held its own it held its own it was very entertaining for what it was you know by the time it ended i was like damn that was 94 95 minutes that didn't really suck Dude, imagine so. if you made Christine, right? Yeah. And you know how, like, um, the lead character in Christine is just, like, you know, all obsessed with the car. Imagine if it was just an RV, like, that was in the garage and he's like, look at it. Look at the paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. funny. You know, and, <laughs> and somebody should see that. <laughs> I will say, too, man, the toy box, it actually has some balls. It did something in the film I never expected it to do. Um, so that was another major, major pro to the film because you don't see these things happen very often in films. And when they do, they're still shocking to people. 
So I give him props for having the balls for doing that shit and having the original premise. So, yeah. You like slashes, like supernatural right. slashes? Give the toy box a shot. It's pretty cool. And no, Denise Richards does not show her tits. Oh, man. Unfortunately. Because Actually, they'll be all wrinkly anyway. I don't know. They're fake. Right? Yeah. So they might be holding their own. But Yeah. They're probably yeah. 90s fake, though. <laughs> 90s fake mm-hmm. plastic surgery has come a long way <laughs> 90 90s boobs 90s fake boobs were like way more plastic looking than they are now mm-hmm. i mean they still look fake but i'd get i got what you were saying yeah they look all fucking big and bubbly <laughs> yeah all right so that is what we watched yeah <laughs> All right, so moving along here, and before we get into the featured reviews, we have a bonus review, which all three of us will be part of. Uh, this was sent to us in from... No, one of us are going to leave. Fuck you guys. I don't want to watch Creepy. I'm going to leave. I thought that was going to be the case at first when I got home last and I was like, I might have to bow out of this one. Who sent this one? <laughs> Who sent this one over? This was a Patreon picked. I do not have the page up to you. No, but anyways, this is a Patreon pick. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Rob. Pretty sure. Rob from Georgia? Rob. No. All right. No. But you know who you are. Patreon pick, film from 2016 called Creepy. Mm-hmm. Just Creepy. So. Yeah, so this was one. I mean, did any of you guys see this before? Because like, this would have no. been something we would have during prep. No, I'd never seen this one, one before. Either 15, 16, or 17. And I think. thought I hadn't even heard of this until I clicked on the INDB and I recognized the, the cover for it. Is it a horror on. film? It's the question. No. 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 I don't think it's a horror no. film either. So I didn't see this one whenever it would have been available to see 16, 17. So I don't Did you Had you guys heard of this one before? No. No? no? Yeah. So I'm, I've probably seen it somewhere, but I recognized the artwork right away. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, um, creepy from 2016 synopsis. Oh man. It's like getting into the Asian names. Now I'm just going to fucking feel retarded. Welcome <laughs> to my world. Uh, Takakura is a former detective. He receives a request from his ex, ca- uh, ex colleague, uh, Neo Gami. Oh fuck See, this. Jesus. I, I still said it wrong. I said it was Yoshiagi or something earlier. God, no Gami. So no Gami. To examine a missing family case that occurred six years earlier, the de- <laughs> Takira uh, follows Saki's memory. She is the only surviving family member from the case. Meanwhile, Takira and his wife, Yasuko, <laughs> recently moved into a new home. Their neighbor, Nishinamo, <laughs> oh, fuck this, man, has a sick wife Ta- and a Ta-ka-kira. young teen daughter. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, Takira. Uh, one day, the daughter, Mio, tells him the man is not her father and she doesn't know him at all man mood steven whoever put that synopsis together kind of was all over the place in that one yeah it's it definitely is all over the fucking place so i mean the film starts out with the backstory here of our detective uh detective takira takakira um so he was a obviously a oh it was uh mark letham by the way i think okay so we get a little Is bit. Is that of the a, guy that I just bashed earlier on in the show? No, no, different guy, different guy. 
So this one starts out with the prologue. It's got a little bit of a backstory to why Takira Takakira is not a detective anymore, but now he is a school teacher or uh, he's a professor at a university. I don't basically. understand really. He gives why. like lectures. Yeah, he's he he specializes Does he in go criminal. Crazy or what? No, no, he. He specializes in criminal psychology and stuff like this because that's what he was into when he was a detective into the psychology portion of investigations and stuff. So that's what why I just he don't went understand what made him not to be a detective anymore. I mean, well, there's he that got stabbed. Well, because he okay, so. because that serial killer that obviously stabbed the shit out of him and then got shot. <laughs> it was just the it was the trauma. I mean, this happens to cops all the time. You know, something traumatic happens in the force, and that's it mentally. They're, the you, Japanese cops are fucking. Or some, you have sometimes to be, people have to get remember. stabbed, and then they're like, you know, I think I'm gonna not do this anymore. Exactly. You know, once <laughs> your life has been, you know, risked to that Man, point, Japanese you know, you might... cops are fucking pussies. <laughs> but American honestly, cops dude, would be like, fuck that. I'm going back. I just well, the shot. thing is though, dude, it's not always your choice because you have to be mentally cleared to go back too, right. After something it's happens, true. like if you, you shoot somebody, all kind of psych evaluation, shoot, at least in yeah, America. Yeah. Well, in Canada, the same thing. If you shoot somebody, you got to go you, automatically you're on leave and then they have to mentally evaluate you and you have to be ready to go back and stuff. So it's, it's probably the same thing in Japan too. I don't know. Anyways, you made the conscious decision of, quitting the force and then going into teaching um so you know he moves into this new house you get we get introduced to this neighbor he's fucking really creepy ass dude yeah um, that that he is creepy he's awesome. he definitely is fit for the part man this guy is definitely creepy as shit so anyways he's got this really creepy neighbor and his former one of his former partners or detectives and shit asked for his help in in oh in this case in this cold case and so he kind of obliges now, honestly, to it. Honestly, that's kind of weird how that case thing comes about because does he actually ask him for help or is he just like look, like asking, dude, like, what's this case? What's that case? And then gets interested in more. It's like weird how they play that scene out. No, he, 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 he basically comes right to him. He's like, you know, the six, because he had involvement in that case before. That's why. But, but they get, look at other cases first. Yeah. Yeah. But this so is, is the, he like, hey, I got some cold cases and then that one kind of interested him. You know what? With cold cases, you can reopen them anytime and stuff. So maybe he just decided to reopen that one. Who knows? But the thing was is that uh, Takakira, he had a connection to that case prior. So they really wanted to kind of look into it a little <laughs> bit more. Since the girl was a little bit older, and, and I think that's what the detective's pre- or thought process was, is that the girl's older now, and this guy's into psychology. He was hoping that he could kind of ex- extract some memories and to crack the case, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what the the idea behind that was but so you kind of have these kind of two subplots kind of go or these two plots that are going on we've got this this cold case that he's investigating and then we've got this weird ass fucking neighbor shit that's going on that really doesn't really go anywhere i mean well no here's the thing here's the thing it it does go somewhere but it's like oh guess what these are connected what are the odds dude that is what like these type of setups are so obvious because you know that these (laughs) these two side plots or these two corresponding plot they're gonna they're gonna connect each other Mm -hmm. but doesn't it just feel like way too coincidental yeah like what are the the chances that they move next to the guy that was in the case that they this is my biggest problem with the film is that he moves right next door to who they're yeah. trying, you know, I mean, no spoilers, it's convenient. but it is, yeah, very, it, it's very convenient writing. And yeah. yeah, it's just like, what the fuck It's like, you but didn't that's have not to the try. only thing that's convenient about this film either. Like they're like, Oh, let's check out the area where that girl was. Oh, look, there she is standing there. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I wrote that down too. Like she's just there at the time like, that they're there. Yeah. Good shit. 
I just said right. that, like, she's there at the same time that they're there. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, and, like, and, how, and it happened six years house. ago. How the hell are yeah. you going to know what she looks like? You yeah. know what I mean? You're going to be like, oh, that's well, like, oh, I li- I think she said, oh, I lived here or something like that. And didn't they also say that she just returned, too? Like, she just came back at the same time that they went and looked there? Yeah, yeah she did. She what did. the fuck, Yeah, man? There's, there's a lot of very... You convenient would moments in this, this film. has to be supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Very cool. Well, but the that's, way they that's not it. Like, there is so much good stuff in this movie, but there's yeah. so much stuff that just literally leaves me. This is like, a uh, this is a very slow mystery type thriller film. I mean, we get this, you know, the backstory. The best in the parts were like the uncomfortable awkward moments with the neighbor yeah exactly yes, extreme that's close the story that it should have been that the, that should have just been the story it's the close like you didn't need that detective face. narrative going to find that other girl you could have just had it you know it, like all that stuff felt like a waste to me because it just convoluted the plot mm-hmm. that's what i said like it goes somewhere but it's like it doesn't really i mean it doesn't the they only like place figure out they figure out what they out have. That, yeah, they're yeah. connected. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only place like it, it goes. But then it like ends. Like we don't see that girl ever again or anything like that. It's kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, even even though, you know, <laughs> the way it connects and stuff, you pro- you probably you're right, you probably didn't actually need that part of the investigation yeah. at all. No, and, think and, about and, it. If and you it, cut that completely out and the this same guy panel. just starts investigating into his neighbor instead of investigating into another case and making connection to its neighbor. What if he just started being like rear window ish, like, you know, started like, man, this guy's weird. And he starts looking into him and like, that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's the middle part of this film is, is almost too slow for its own good. You know, it's nothing, but there's really nothing happening, but investigative stuff. Uh, a lot of interactions with the creepy ass neighbor and shit, but it takes a long time to start getting going. Like there's, I think there's an explosion that scene where he blows up the fucking place which and that's like 75 minutes into the film. It's like that, 75 that minutes into the film. That scene did not make sense unless one of you guys yeah. can explain it. So the, <laughs> the the cop goes to ch- check this guy out. Then it cuts to an explosion and then his body's in another person's house. Because the guy, he went to investigate the neighbor and the neighbor fucking must have drugged him or something and dragged him to his neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> put him in and then made turn the yeah, gas but on. That was a detective. Like, okay, yeah. so why do we not see that? Well, I think it's just implied that the na- he went to investigate the neighbor. He opened the saw bathroom door. The reason door. you don't see it is because it would be ridiculous. And you would be like, wait a minute. Like, nobody's going to see him dragging his body across. Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not ridiculous, but I'm just yeah, saying. No, I'm yeah, saying it, I'm definitely, it definitely is implied, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what happened. It's just the reason they don't show it is because it's more – it's even more ridiculous if they showed it than just expect you to believe Well, they it. did kind of explain it a little bit like, oh, he was trying to sell his gun or something like that or I forgot what the fuck he was talking about. But yeah, really which I assume that uh, the, the, the bad neighbor set that up. Yeah. Well, he has his gun. Yeah. That's what – that was what was in the safe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, why not? Why not set it up and try to get rid of the one person that's on your ass right now? Yeah, well, right? I'll tell you so right now. Yeah, the third act of this movie gets extra dumb. So I just don't understand. I, like, what I does was he, with this. What does he give them? What does he give them that it's makes them act like that? Okay, see, that's what I do. It, it makes it but tranquilizes you, but it but it brainwashes you at the same time. I was time. reading into it that 
that apparently he's supposed to be brainwashing. Them. I had to look online because I was like, apparently he's brainwashing them, and the the uh, you know tranquilizers just to keep them from like escaping and things. How is he brainwashing them? You don't. I mean, he's creepy and he's crazy, but see, that's, the thing. that's that, my point. Exactly. That, that's <laughs> that. Okay. That was leading into my biggest complaint of the film too, is that see, I, the way I was perceiving it was that the tranquilizers were helping the brainwashing out too, because you, you don't, you don't get to actually see any brainwashing going on. He's just there. Yeah. Right. It's He's like, why doesn't the girl just like leave? And even if it is yeah. the medicine that's doing it, yeah. you can't, that is, that is a, cinema sin you cannot just create a magic pill that does something with no explanation or narrative to that well you can't i literally just have say, this, this, this liquid and now they're acting like this i was like, like what the fuck is where this did magic he get the serum i was like what, what is the liquid made out of yeah. did he is it made out of a plant did he create it himself where like i i've never heard of this liquid that brainwashes people you know what i mean like it th- that stuff matters to me i know so if, this if, movie was extremely frustrating because it was so cool at certain points it was so good at certain points but it really started to annoy me especially when like it first had like you first like you there's not even explanation like okay why did the girl not ever tell anybody until that one moment where she's like that guy's a stranger and then she walks away well you just told him you might as well roll with it yeah just run to the cops you fucking yeah well the thing that i don't understand about that though is that this this neighbor is obviously creepy there's something up with this guy but Takira, like he doesn't, he's not really fully catching on to it. And then even when she when she tells him that he he's not my father and shit, he still doesn't really take it that serious. Which makes no sense considering his character was all suspicious of him. He I said know. literally, "I don't trust that guy." Yeah, I would, you know, like if somebody would come to you and be like, "This guy's a stranger," like a cry for help, and you're a detective or was a detective. I feel like you might take that seriously. See, that's where I didn't understand, man. Being a former detective, if somebody tells you, hey, this guy isn't my father, like, isn't that red fucking flags going off right there? Especially if it's a guy you already thought was a weirdo. Yeah. And who, like, said some weird shit about your wife and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing is, how did he get this house? How did he get this, like, soundproofed, like, basement thing? Well, even at the end, he's like, that's going to be our house. So what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, there's so much shit that don't make sense in this. It, whenever the woman goes over there and like, okay, why does she go over there? And then the girl admits to killing the, like the girl is just like, oh, Mio killed her. And the, Mio is just like standing there. It's like, don't you think that's the time to be like, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. The Japanese police force must be horrible because they fucked that guy up and like nobody comes and ask like, where is he considering he's like the fucking lieutenant of the police force it's like shit (laughs) bro i after talking about this movie i liked it even less i had it at a semi-decent rating but after what after talking through it there is so many problems with this movie there is man it's too convenient man there's just so many things that I, i felt like there was way too many red flags going off that weren't being addressed properly in the film, right? And that was, <laughs> and even, I was like, this doesn't make yeah. fucking sense. Like, like I mean, he's an ex detective. His job is to be fucking curious and take everything in that is being said to you. Like things like hey, he's not my father, um, yeah. he's a stranger. Like why? Like right at that moment, you should be like, okay, come with me. We're we're going to deal with this right now. You know, and 
I don't know, man. It's insane. But to be honest, man, the whole tranquilizer slash magic serum thing was really getting on my nerves. Because once that gets revealed in the film what, what, of what's going on, it just, the way it's revealed to you, it seems like that serum is what's con- brainwashing you. Right, because yeah, he talks then, about dosage. Because he literally talks about dosage. And when you give did, your mom the right dose, at which first she did I thought and she it was didn't. heroin to keep them like doped up into where they, ha- like, if, if you're a heroin addict and somebody's feeding you dope constantly, like you're not going to run away where there's no dope. Yeah, you're look at Pumpkin where there's dope. That bitch didn't run away. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> which kind of makes sense actually. At right. first, I thought it was that too, to be honest, because um, I think. When she gives her mom or the the girl, whatever, uh, I don't even know. Is that her mom or no? No, no. Is it her mom? No, I don't it think could. so. No, it's just probably oh, Jesus. And then at the end, when they fucking like shoot her, and he, and then she starts like laughing and snaps out of it. It's like you weren't like that two seconds ago. Actually, yeah, I do which think also makes no fucking sense. Actually, whatsoever. come to think of it, I think they do say that that was yeah, she was the daughter of. Yeah, because we never see the father alive in the film. He was dead re- when they get in a, when we see in the basement there. Yeah. So I assume that he had kind of, well, he had taken his identity, right? He was he had stolen his identity and I assumed he was paying the bills through their accounts and things like that I too. Have, I have a question real quick. Yeah. There's a scene early on, not early on, but like midway through the film where the husband comes is like eating dinner or something and then he hears his wife on the phone like on the stairs and then he gets all mad he's like well, who yeah. are you talking to and she's like i don't have to tell you what the fuck was that about oh, i don't remember i don't she know she's talking. like she's talking to her high school friend That's yeah but talking. was she because i almost feel like she was lying like i don't it, that scene just came out of no that scene felt like really pointless to me i honestly I don't felt know. like there was way too much time spent with his wife in this film mm-hmm. you know well, when she's where, with like, there's like some good scenes in here where she's like interacting with the neighbor, you know, and he's, she's, he's all like creepy. Like, well, that I stuff love makes that sense. stuff where I'm she's like, I would about... love to we- meet your wife, and he's like, he's like, why would you, why would you say that or something? And it's like, what? Yeah, I, yeah well, what that, did you mean those scenes make sense. <laughs> I'm talking about the husband and wife, like just scenes yeah. with them. You know, again, you know, this is a film that runs, you know, two hours and ten minutes, man. That could have been a lot fucking shorter. I think they could have cut out a lot of the investigative stuff. I think it just goes on way too long, way too long. Yeah, and it, it is a—it's th- like a mystery thriller. There's like very little horror. Yeah, it's not a horror. The, the most horror thing is like the way they like vacuum up the well, bodies. There's, like, there's an hour, like over an hour, almost seventy minutes in this film, in the middle of the film, that it's just pure investigative stuff. Yeah, nothing really happens. It's very, very, very slow. You know, like a lot of the re- revelations and reveals and things happen in like the last kind of 25 minutes kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. so the, the ride there is very slow. You, and I mean, to be honest, the only real interesting character in this film is the creepy ass neighbor. Right. Yeah. I mean, I find the wife to be, I, I think that she was terrible in the film, like acting wise. You can tell like her emotions were a little bit. See, I, thought she, was, I thought she was good at I the end. I didn't think so. <laughs> But she's like screaming in his arms. It's like, oh my god, just what I want to end the movie with. But I will say though, I will say the scene where they're vacuum packing. Uh, yeah, that was the, cool. That was creepy. Yeah. That was a good scene, man. I was like, damn, that's. Ooh. Yeah, that was like this is the the closest resemblance to horror in this yeah, movie. It's pretty nasty. Um, now, 
I, Mark's probably sitting there like, man, I actually like this movie. <laughs> I think Derek's it's not a, a bad fan. movie. It, it, uh, well, uh, it is. I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a good movie. I would put it that. I honestly it was it was tedious for me. It was very it's very well tedious. shot. Yeah. yeah, it's the 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 it feels like it has a budget. You it, know, it it's, needed it explanation. Good. If you're gonna have a two hour and ten minute film, I think you need to explain. The psychology. I'm considering our main character in this film is dealing if with psychology. Your two hours, and I have a shit ton of questions for you, but it's not a movie that's like, you know, uh, style over substance. It's actually a narrative film, and I have all these questions. It's two hours. You done fucked up. Well, they should explain. Since we're dealing with a psychological type film, the psychology of things, there need to be more explanation for the whole controlling of people and shit. Wouldn't that make a lot more sense in a film like this? Then, yes, you, can kind of, then you could yep. kind of go, oh, well, that makes sense why this creepy guy, like how he's doing it and shit. But if you're questioning everything that's happening, that's not good. That's mm-hmm. not good. And I'm like, this serum, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm like, how are they controlling? And then the very end with the, you know, the professor and the, is that supposed to be like a twist? I guess. I don't know. But all right. I'm just Ratings. glad they didn't shoot the fucking dog. Yeah, I, I like that, that dog. That dog was pretty cool. Although we'll, um, we'll talk about another dog. Oh, part in but a the, you know, that, there's a scene <laughs> yeah. where the dog's supposed to be like attacking the neighbor, and he's clearly just like, "Hey, buddy, what's up? What's up? What's up?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, that's dog. what happens. Like, I've worked with dogs before, and <clears throat> I don't know what it is in Japan. I know here, like, working with dogs, it's like worse than working with people. There's like so many rules and regulations you have to do when you work with animals. It's like it's a huge huge pain in the ass and yeah it's like it's a, he's yeah he's just looking at his fucking trainer you could tell that's what he's fucking doing he's just looking right. at his tra- yeah okay uh sorry, yeah no I, I i what what what's that nothing oh i yeah i sorry i did i was thinking. you can do ratings ratings yeah, i'm sorry <laughs> i was just okay i'll go first um this movie like there was way too many questions that I had that weren't answered stuff that was convenient that didn't make sense. I wanted to like this movie there were the, like early on enough. I, you know, when, when she first meets the neighbor and stuff, I thought this movie was going down a road that I was going to enjoy and it starts to, and then it quickly deviates the whole second subplot that eventually connects to the first one completely and utterly pointless. You cut that entire thing out and you got a 90 minute movie and probably better. Uh, can't, I, I cannot give this one a pass five mm. out of 10. I guess it's five is a pass. I don't know. Is a, is a five a pass? It's average. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't consider average passing. I consider it like a D. Minus. Well, if you get fifty percent, I mean, five out of yeah. ten is fifty percent. That's still a pass. Is it though? Is fifty percent no, pass sixty? Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a fail. Yeah, in fucking college and shit. I'm talking. Well, they don't even do grades anymore in shit. That's, it's in, in high deep. school. Sixty-seven is passing. Anything under is failing. Oh, really? Not well, it wasn't. It here. wasn't in my day. Sixty-five. Sixty. Yeah, because you're Canadian. Canadians are retarded because they say things like, "I'm going to phone you," and I'm in grade seven. So. <laughs> It must be a Canadian thing. Do I do I do do I have to keep sending them the movie clips, man, to prove that Americans say that too? Like, really? It's never in the same context. It is fucking too. One hundred percent is in the same context. That's what the fucking funny thing is. That's ridiculous. 
Are you sure? Yes. One hundred percent. One hundred fucking percent. One hundred percent. And you probably don't even watch the clips of Sand anyway. One percent. Then I mean, yeah. that's a little. Oh, you got You got to put a fucking cursive in there, man. Come I'm on. in seventh grade, not grade seven. I agree with Jeremy on that one. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, like, yeah, because there's yeah, a right and wrong it's way not of saying I don't consider seven. a five a pass, is what I'm saying. All right. So, who's next? All right, so I, I had a lot of problems with this movie, too. I wanted to like it. I thought the premise was okay, but too many questions, like you said. There is way too many things in this film, way too many convenient things. I honestly wasn't a big fan of the ending either. And it's too fucking long. They spend way too much time in this film with the the subplot trying to connect this thing, which I agree. It was tedious. This was a very, very tedious watch. Um, it's photographed beautifully, though. It's shot well. You know, I thought the acting, like I said, I thought the mom was a little bit off at times. But, I mean, it wasn't horrible. I gave it a five. Oh, ben just broke his leg. Oh, shit. Shut up. <laughs> oh, a useless burger broke his leg? Fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. I give, I give it a six. I'll give it a pass. Well, All right. According to math, 60% is not a pass. <laughs> um, no, I consider six a pass. All right, what's next? I can watch that shit at like 2 a.m. and I was fucking frustrated. (laughs) And now, our feature presentation. All right, so let's move this along and get into the featured reviews here, uh, which, of course, is Takashi Miike, three films. We've got uh, Audition, first up from the year 1999, and we get into Itchy the Killer and also Gozu. That's actually the order I watched them, yet I didn't know what year they came out. Really? Yep. Yeah. I watched them. Were, you sho- or- were you shocked to, to find out that Audition came out in the 90s? No, I knew it came out in the nineties. Mm. I did know that. I I knew I, I knew it was late nineties, but I did I did know that. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this was the very first Takashi Miike film I'd ever seen before. Uh I wanna say it was. I think that's the case for most people. Yeah, because he I mean he'd done a lot of movies up until this point, but I don't think but a lot of them I, even have many re- of them get to America at that no, time. No. This is like I think this is the very first one I ever seen. Remember? It's like his breakthrough film. Yeah, so it's I, the one that I remember when I went into the community, got into the community. Everybody was talking about to watch in their top ten disturbing list, and that's some bullshit. You know, I've never understood why this one was part of the whole disturbing cinema movement thing. I used like the more disturbing cinema intro. Like I said, it's number three in my top ten overrated films of all time list all right. for a reason. All right. Well, let's get into this here. So, audition directed by the infamous and insanely busy Takashi Hard working. <laughs> this guy has 103 credits to his name. Uh, I think 102 movies. Which yeah, is last just, year he directed his 100th film. Yeah. Now he's on his 103rd. <laughs> yeah, it's just mind-blowing how this guy managed to put out so much material. 
It's crazy. It, it really is crazy to me. But Takashi Miike, man. Uh, synopsis. A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find a new wife. The one he fancies is not who she appears to be after all. You know, I've always liked the premise to this film. Like, it's a classic story, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, the premise is just, it's it, it almost feels dirty to me a little bit. Like, you're just kind of cheating. Listen, you know what's cool about this movie? This movie is like May, but from the male perspective instead of from May's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you kind of look at it like that. Um, it's 90% what, drama may, and 10% horror. Maybe <laughs> we should maybe we should do this for Jeremy so he can get a girlfriend. This wouldn't be a bad yeah, let's, idea. Yeah, let's ho- ho- hold an audition. Oh, question. You know, for the movie that were 22 Shots is making. making a movie? No. Okay. No, they never were. I thought it, he said he was going to make it. No. Yeah, I, I thought there was some conflicting dialogue there. Yeah, because there is a part where they literally say that they it was get fictitious. into talking about, like, don't pick the girl that we cast or something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait, I thought it was fake. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Are you casting people? You're right. They do say that, but I, I don't know. It was supposed to be fictitious right from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, which is kind of, which is kind of odd in itself i mean jeremy you would probably know this better way but to get a girl like that's not the first idea I it's, it's a little bit dirty. It's, like, it's a little bit scammy a little bit i don't dirty, know what kind of it's not only just scammy it's just like it's it's very extravagant so if you're working date <laughs> so if you're working for a studio jeremy like yeah. you're a casting director um are you going to have the time to to falsify an audition with 30 people in 10 minute intervals you know this is like an all-day fucking thing is, well, this gonna, last, is, is this going to happen in your com- studio? The last commercial I worked on, it was they had 400 people come in for, I don't know, what was it, like 18 rolls or something. And, you know, you get like two minutes per person. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I can see it being that realistic but like 10 minutes per person that's like that would never happen in a first audition well i mean to be honest it was only 30 girls like they they, he specifically gave them a number he's like pick 30 girls from all these uh you know these uh profiles and we'll just go to town so i mean i guess you know it makes sense 10 minutes whatever but it's just like where the the questions that he's asking her them and stuff like that but my question to you was (laughs) could this possibly happen at a studio could you actually just make this false audition without anybody really not are they no because are because they just in an auditorium somewhere they're in a studio no they're at the studio oh. yeah 100 they work at a studio yeah yeah it's a film I studio that. yeah yeah He's he lit- found it after his wife died yeah i literally missed that part <laughs> yeah and this guy was actually a, a casting director so this guy this is what he did so he's like well fuck, okay. we can just we can just we have all these profiles pick 30 girls we'll bring them in and then you pick one <laughs> it's actually- well, how he owns it why couldn't he do it yeah you know i guess so why not right <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want you're just gonna like, get a bunch of non-union people well no my question was <laughs> i was it wasn't the fact that he owns it. i was just wondering if this could possibly ever happen in the studio it's just, not a it, big studio yeah though, exactly because the big just- studios is like mainly hiring people who are in sag and that would never happen so how the <laughs> so how this whole thing comes about is uh, we do get the backstory to his wife passing away. Um, I'm not even sure what she died. Did she die from cancer? Did they say that in dialogue? Did she die I from cancer? I don't remember. Anyways, uh, I don't think they say. Anyways, his son is a little bit younger, and then it jumps, what, seven years later. And his son's grown up and stuff. And, and of course, seven years has passed. And his son's like, well, 
you know, dad, Yo, like you, you need to get back people. on the fucking horse here and go date some women. And that's how this whole com- whole thing comes about. So his son is actually the one that kind of pressured him into it. Now, I do have a question about this because I've seen this movie a few times over the years. And I always wondered this. Um, See, the father, he's he's not really, you know, that ambitious about the whole thing. Like, he's like, yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good idea and stuff like, you know. It, it took his son to kind of push him into doing this. So he mm-hmm. wasn't gung-ho for himself. Now, he gets so hung up on this one girl. Like, mm-hmm. wh- like I always question it. I'm just like... Well, it, it's it's literally the... Uh, what the what He explains it. Like, you could, you could see why he liked it. Because whatever about that, her hand and the piano or so I forget what it was. Or dancing, ballet or something. Yeah. Like, the way she talked about it moved him. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember the part. Okay. I've seen this movie three times now, and I still don't like it. I don't know. It fucking really? just, it drags for me. I mean, the narrative at least is somewhat. It's, interesting. A, it's a slower it's just, film. It's just I don't. Slower film. Don't, this movie is like snail paced, man. It's it's crazy, crazy this, slow. This how would one... not be a film I would ever want to rewatch. However, I was into the. Uh, the relationship building because I knew it was going to end bad, you know. And okay, I, so like, it, there, th- there is such few, like you're right that like there's so much build up for like this little amount of payoff. But I thought the payoff was so good, like all the all the little stuff. Even when she's sitting on the floor waiting for the phone to ring with that sack, like I that just, was creepy. I just find it hard to believe that this guy, that's you know a successful person, um is willing to ignore the obvious, well, not obvious red flags, but there's something up with this girl right from the start. Even the casting director even says like, Hey man, like even before he goes out with her for the first, even before he calls her, he literally says to him, he's like, um, yeah, there's something off about her. Like there's something wrong with that girl. Like nothing. And then, and then he calls her and stuff. And then he ends up talking to the casting director again. He's like, you know what, man, I was right. There was something off about this girl because I tried to, you know, get in contact with her references mm-hmm. and none of them know who either they don't know who she is or they can't be found. Or this one person, this one music director uh, went missing that she claims that she was involved with blah, blah, blah. And so like all these red flags are kind of there. Like, why is this guy? I, I guess I, that stuff doesn't bother me as much who grew up in like the tender age and like, you know, the, the but like, people I, lie. But yeah, this, people but lie this is my, this but, is this is my que- but this is my yeah. question. Like he was never that ambitious about jumping back into the game. Well, because you know, he gets fancy. You, though, he gets I know he gets fancy infatuated I know he gets fancy. based on that thing. But like, really, like I always thought that, you know, you know, this is a guy that works for you. This is a guy that works for you. You got to trust him. This guy's got obviously, yeah, you would know with Carly. So, this guy's got good intuitive. Like this guy does this for a living. Like he has to read people to cast the right parts and stuff. I would kind of take his word for it and be like, you know what, man, Th- there is something a little bit fishy here with none of the shit panning out and stuff. How many times have you told, like I've told my boys like, dude, look, I think this chick's a heroin addict. You should probably should stay away from her. No, man. I get like, that. You, you just don't know her. But, like, he doesn't, but that's the thing. <laughs> Come on, man. But this a lot, of the, t- a lot the of the time, time people end it. up knowing these people a little bit more. Like, he didn't know fuck all. He just knew about her story that moved him. That's it. He doesn't fucking know her at all. A lot of people that get infatuated people, they get to know him a little bit. And then they I make think, their decisions listen, and shit. But he doesn't know. He knows her from a fucking profile, dude. That just seems unbelievable to me. Considering not, not your, your guy that you 100% trust 
with you know your business and shit. This is what this guy does for a living. Is telling you that there's something wrong with this girl, but you don't listen to him and you continue to go basically kind of behind his back and, and just fucking do what the fuck he wants to do. I Here's mean, the thing. I understand why you feel this way because you're a smart dude. You you wouldn't fall for this shit, but everybody isn't like you. There's a lot of there's a lot of gullible people who think with their heart out there. And that's what this guy is. He's gullible. He he's thinking with his heart. He's manufacturing this fake existence of a relationship that that it's his fantasy relationship. It's what he desires in his head and he's trying to manifest it yeah. through this girl. I buy it, man. I buy it. See, I would buy into it a lot more if he was giddy about the idea. When his son brings up the idea, like, hey, man, you need to get back in the game, get yourself a girlfriend, maybe a wife. If he was all giddy, he's like, fuck yeah, son. Yeah, well, I, I, need to, I need to start slamming slump, that pussy. Though. It's not like it's not like he probably doesn't deeply desire somebody. It's yeah. it's that he's just going through the motions. He's yeah. he's just being that guy of who lost his wife of you course know, thinking nobody could really replace her or whatever I'm, but, but he has saying. that emptiness in his heart and when he sees someone who uh you know just fills that void immediately he just goes head over heels and you can see this all play out in the ending well, well, this no, is I, a I horror totally, movie or love story i totally get, it, it's, it's I get that but just the way he falls in you know falls for her so quickly it would have made more sense if he was giddy about the the idea of finding somebody but he you know at the time he's just like okay we'll we'll give this thing a shot but then he just seems to like dive right in because of this minute story that moves him i don't know it's just to me it's a little bit weak for myself because i know me and i would yeah, never you do, that. do that neither would i you know but I have, so i, I have a hard time would. i have a hard time I know, believing I know idiots who've gotten dumb relationships that they never should have yeah. everybody was telling them the warning signs and they go and ruin their lives with these girls like i've seen it happen time and time again maybe not to where they get their fucking legs cut off and shit like that <laughs> you know, but and, you know pretty bad stuff like yeah. they, i've seen i've seen people get taken for like their entire career from from evil women who had one thing on their mind you know and it wasn't love you know so um that is not this girl she's insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know what i'm saying uh i understand where you're coming from Mm -hmm. but personally i i i bought into it enough to 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 be along for the ride uh it is slow man it's a slow movie but i think that i actually think that like jeremy says it's overrated as a movie and i could totally see that you know it, it does have a lot of hype maybe it's, it's like, just like a personal level with this one so i well, just never no, 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 no. i think you're i think you are on to something with that because it's like you sit through all that and you're like i've seen way crazier shit than that but for whatever reason it, it kind of worked for me with like one of the the, the, the like super dis- and this is where i think stuff people talk about this disturbing is the dog ball thing man like that that I've seen it before. You know what, man? I think this is one of those movies that is it falls into this classic case of uh, cinema, whatever, whatever the term is going to be that I'm probably just going to make up. Um, (laughs) It's one of those movies that is such a slow paced film. And it even though it's interesting, it's still a little bit forgettable. But everybody's over there talking about it could have been longer. They could have. Like, I'm thinking, like, oh what the God. hell are you talking about? Everybody, bro? he says that a lot. You know, he's like, he's like, I would have liked Welling's like three hours long. He's like, I could have used like another at least fifty minutes of character development. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, it's one of those films that, like I said, you know, the story is there. 
it's not overly that intriguing or i mean it's interesting but it's it's a little bit forgettable but i think everybody remembers this film for like the last 20 25 minutes it and, is dude la- i knew of the last and that's the last thing that's the last that's the last impression you get from the film is mm-hmm. is all the good stuff so that's why people give this one a lot of praise and i truly believe that man because i don't think the rest of the film is bad it's kind of boring dude it's actually. I think if you've seen this film and didn't know anything about it, you went into it, and then all of a sudden you get that whole end sequence, you'd be like, "Holy fuck!" We went into a completely another yeah. dimension. I mean, all she did was stick some needles in them and cut off her foot. That's all she fucking did. Oh, that's all. You know, let me just stick yeah, some needles. But, in but the way I mean, and Saw has the same shit. But, but the this way, came out before Saw. But the way I understand she, that. The way she gnaws off his foot though is fucking brutal dude it is brutal it's dude it's creepy like the whole thing where she's saying deeper but it sounds like i'm like ah stop it you know i liked i liked her in this film too because she she pulls it off quite well because if you watch her while she's torturing him she is literally smiling and pulling it off so well like she's insane like fucking psychotic to the bone pun intended Mm -hmm. you know it's like Man, she was pulling it off really well for me, man. But I think one of my yeah. favorite scenes in the film actually is when, uh, see, I don't even want to refer to these guys as their character names because what's his name? Oh fuck, Aoyami, his name, his last name. Anyways, before he, you know, he's warned by his director, you know, give it a bunch of days before he call her, you know. But of course, he he only waits a couple days, and it cuts to her in her fucking little place, you know, in her little yeah. apartment, and she's sitting there. Yeah. waiting for the phone to ring and she's just she's kind of on her knees bent over and she's been like she's been sitting yeah, there for that, days yeah. like days waiting for this phone like that i love that scene that's that really captures yeah, that, how insane of, she is you know that's like the only see that's the only hint of like create like super crazy level that you're gonna get later in the film right there and it honestly the film could have benefited from more of that sprinkled throughout yeah because you guys are right there's these long ass sequences of like dialogue and and i know that it was supposed to try to you know up the development between the love story but you are right that you don't it almost doesn't make sense to do that because the guy you can automatically tell he's head over heels already so it's like Mm -hmm. it they 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 show their cards way too early like it should have been a longer development where he slowly becomes more into her and maybe that reveal of the information of you know this like she doesn't you know work here she's never been here that should have came way later too and then it wouldn't have been as like blatant like why are you following this girl you know like the problems that you have with it it probably should have been edited a little different or like came in a different structure in terms of story It, it is a weird structure that they use once they reveal you know with what happened i don't want to give it away and shit but just like kind of looking back into the film it's like all right that's what they just did you know kind of thing i don't know the construction of the story the way it plays out is kind of it's very it's very japanese to do shit like that mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm saying to kind of go yeah, back this... through it and stuff and, and kind of give you these things but i do agree though man like i don't know man <sighs> this, this is a one-time watch for me i really enjoyed it i like this movie a lot but I don't feel like I w- it would ever. Ne- I feel like any time I watch it again, my rating would just go down because the shocking stuff isn't going to have the same effect. The uh, you know the the pacing would become even more drawn out because I'd seen it before 
and there was no there would be no suspense. So yeah, I I I mean you've probably seen this film a couple times by now. I've learned so that this is yeah. this is one of those films that falls into the same category as Dawn of the Dead remake for myself. Every time I watch <laughs> it, my rating goes down. The first time I yeah. watched this movie was you know probably in the early two thousands. I remember renting it and thought it was pretty fucking cool. You know it was it was different. You know in two thousand two probably maybe three. I don't know. Um, but you know it was it was cool. You're like wow fuck man. But upon rewatch, though, because I remember rewatching this one when the the Arrow Blu-ray came out, and I was yeah. like, okay, you know, it's it's not as good as I remember. And watching it again, which is what a couple years later, and me really not just kind of picking it apart, just going, mm-hmm. I think this guy is not that smart. Like, oh, there's so many red <laughs> flags and shit, dude. Like, you have thirty. You if you really wanted. You could go ahead and pick another 30 girls and redo this shit. Mm-hmm. You could find the right one, dude, even though she moved you. But it's just not enough for me, man. I just the story at the core, man, is is weak to me. Um, mm-hmm. The visuals. The, this movie is acted really excellent. It's shot beautifully. I love how this mm-hmm. movie was shot. I think it was. I don't know. It was probably shot 60 in six, millimeter. Six, 60 millimeter. I think a lot yeah. of besides his video films that he did, like Visitor Q and shit. He shot a lot of the, I think all three of the films that we're reviewing tonight were shot on the 60 millimeter. They all yeah. have that same look, like that really gritty yeah. kind of, kind of bland look. Like I love that. I know what mm-hmm. EJ was. It's very, it's very dull looking, but it's, I love that though. It, it fits the tone of his films perfectly. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. This one just, it just doesn't do it for me anymore, man. It really, really doesn't. I still in, like I enjoy it, but I don't love it like I used to, for sure. No. Ratings. Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, I give this one a six and a half. Like it's watchable and everything, but it's like, like I said, it's the third time I've watched it now, and I've always not liked this movie, even since like the first time I've watched it. I think it's just a personal preference that I just don't like the movie. I mean, it's fine. I just think I was the first time I watched it, I went into it thinking I was going to get one thing, and I got another thing, and I watched it again. Did this make our hundred list? No, I don't think so. And then now I watch it again, and I still don't like it, but it's watchable. I give it a six and a half, like I said. Yeah, it's definitely watchable. Um, yeah, I mean, I explained it. It's just it's not as good as I remembered it to be. Definitely suffers from multiple watches. And you know what's funny? I remember reading a review years ago about this, and someone even saying the same thing, that a lot of Japanese cinema, like these type of movies, suffer from rewatching all all four of these movies are one and done for me man <laughs> I, I honestly dude i could watch gozu again i i love those type of bizarro nightmare type films like it's just they're entertaining to me like i can watch lynch, lynch films over and over again because if you know anything about david lynch, he doesn't really try to put a lot of deeper meaning into his shit <laughs> you know people analyze the shit out of his films but they're just like like you're analyzing it for nothing. Don't mean shit. I like that. It's kind of cool. But yeah, this one right here, man, I came in. I'm still going to give it a seven. I think there's a lot of good things here. It's, you know, it's shot beautifully, acted awesome. Um, the story just gets weaker and weaker for me, but we'll give it up. The the effects in the end, still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Makes me cringe. I won't lie, man. I won't <laughs> lie. It's fucking it's I mean, it's better than our next movie. So... But yeah, seven out of so, ten. I used to be really high on this one. Like I think the last, like I, I probably last time I watched it, it was probably up at like a nine, dude. 
You know, yeah. like I was high on this one, like maybe eight and a half, nine. I used to. And That's just, a big drop, man. It is, time. man. I know. I was. I had to say it though. I was like, this. There's is certain movies that you shouldn't watch again. I've said that before. Um, I know Dave is like rewatch Dave, and he's right a lot of the times. But there's certain movies that are never going to come close to to the feeling yeah, that you Saul. got the first time you watch it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, Saul. Saul does actually repeat that for me a lot. But like Cujo, like I remember when I first seen Cujo, I was like frightened by it. It was like so intense. Yeah, Cujo. Watching it now, I'm just like, film. fuck, this kid's annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so this movie, um, first time watch for me, I I really liked it. You know, I mean, I didn't like that it was two hours and whatever almost two hours i feel like i feel like the i honestly i feel like takashi could cut down his movies a lot honestly like i feel like he keeps too much shit but it's, it's a typical uh, thing in japanese cinema though like or in asian cinema in general yeah. they generally have long motherfucking movies man it's crazy yeah and yeah. and i you can make the argument well you're just saying that because you because I I criticize MMA media because they complain about how many cards there are and I'm like they're just saying that because they have to cover them like I I love the amount of uh, cards that there are um, and anyway so I it could be that we just you know we watch too many movies so it's like the time limit bothers us or whatever whatever but yeah I I, I actually like the love story like most mostly everything in the film um, a little too long but I'm coming in at eight. I really like the end too. That that hooked me. It it bumped a point. You know what? Me. Another thing, actually speaking of the ending, is how much of a pussy his kid is, man. Yeah. I mean, he gets away from her. You know, she goes to spray him with some shit, and he kind of eludes it at first, and then, like, dude, you realize that she just has. A, she put your head down and fucking take her out. Tackle yeah. her. Take her out, man. Fight back. He fucking runs up the stairs like a little baby back bitch, and then he does get the upper hand by fucking kicking her down and shit. But, but come on, dude. That's some pussy shit right there. It's like it's like Japanese cops. All this. It's like Japanese cops. They're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I could say that about all cops. I'm sure there's some <laughs> badass ones out there, but but anyways, um, yeah, I thought it was actually kind of interesting that these three films got picked because they're so close in time wise, like '99 to 2003. It seems like an era of Takashi Miike kind of thing. But move along into uh, the year 2001. Uh, with one of his probably one of his most famous and infamous films, everybody knows yeah. about this one. Even if you haven't seen the film, you probably heard of Itchy the Killer. Uh, yep. th- this movie is based off a Magnum series in Japan. Uh, manga. Ne- manga, you dumbass. Mon- well, there you go. I've never read one. I don't know how to say it properly. So. Go back to Grace. He's, he's, he's talking about condoms. Are, is Jeremy fucking correcting me on the way I pronounce shit? Are you fucking with me? God, this I show am. this show's fucking done. I'm fucking done. See you guys. See ya. All right. Itchy the Killer, man. Yeah, based That wasn't that effective. You were supposed to leave a few seconds of silence, you fucking dumbass. I did. There was two seconds there. All right. Itchy the Killer is... Okay, man. So, synopsis here, man. A sadomasochistic Yakuza enforcer, uh, Kawihara... Searches for missing his missing boss. He comes across Itchy, a repressed, a repressed, and psychotic killer who may be able to inflict levels of pain that Kalahara has only dreamed of. Fuck these names. Oh, it's a mouthful. You're, you're just racist. Oh, that's what she said. It's a mouth fucking fall. <laughs> God, these names. I don't even think Japanese people can say these names properly. 
I probably assume they probably will. Yeah. 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 So, Itchy the Killer. JP, mm-hmm. were you shocked after an hour of thinking that uh, Hakakira? I was more Hakira? freaking annoyed <laughs> than in shocked. I was like, really? but, but, he's a was fucking like, badass, dude. different dude, man. But what dude, the fuck? But dude, you gotta he's realize. I mean, within the first ten minutes of the film, they do say his name, and this guy's like organizing shit. He's like, dude, I need to go find my boss right now and shit with all of his guys. Yeah, but but like, how, like you know how certain movies some some people call like the person their real name and then someone will call him like like a bronx tale like collargio i think you were just very influenced by the cover of the film being he's on the cover with itchy the killer Well, yeah he should be the fucking star man he should be itchy the the killer he should be itchy the killer why can't he be itchy the killer itchy's not real i mean he kind of is itchy's lame dude itchy's lame as fuck this dude's way cooler than because because itchy is like a total fucking mess he's a lame ass you know like he's the the story that they give Itchy in this is just it's so fucking bizarre you know you, you assume that he's been bullied but he's not re- he, and then it's confirmed that he wasn't bullied within the film and he's being actually kind of used you know as a revenge monger yeah he's a dumbass yeah he's a revenge he's dope he's basically gooped into fucking you know Kill killing people. off all these Yakuza because this dude has a fucking problem with him he's got this guy it, it's actually kind of an interesting premise that you can do that to yeah. somebody but you know, using this guy's past, you know, quote, and quote, but... You don't find this movie entertaining, JP? Yeah, I do. I just like think... Like when he's fucking cutting out his tongue like a fucking total G. It's like, that guy's a yeah, fucking but what, how did, what? I didn't understand that. Is his tongue grew back? No. Well, no, he but says in dialogue, it, he, he says in dialogue, he's like... Your body rejuvenates, reju- but it's not like... Because he's insane. He it's honestly like thinks that he can regenerate his fucking tongue or his tongue, but it, but don't they show it? And it's he like just cu- he just cut out the tip. Yeah, yeah, they do big tip. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he did cut out. I mean, the end result was a lot of tongue for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. No, one of the best scenes in this entire movie the is the, no the uh, the suspension on the 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 goddamn things and the hot grease oh dude like <laughs> oh, his yeah. when, they're, when they're hanging that guy he's an interesting character man i i actually really like the the character the whole him. movie should have been about him and and fuck this itchy thing because i like how honestly i hate the itchy thing i thought it was stupid this guy got a fucking blade that comes out of his shoe like get out of here with that shit oh, that's fucking awesome dude <laughs> it's I, lame. I, I honestly it's very japanese sense. i honestly think that his get up is lame like he, he looks like he's wearing like really shitty like a really shitty halloween costume yeah essentially he's got like these little minor ass. hats or not itchy fake itchy the the blonde itchy <laughs> he's itchy. badass like he he's walking around in all his cool fucking purple gear and shit and he just looks like a thug man he, he just, just looks like he fuck some shit i'm a little up. bit relieved that you know, because his background is that he's into sadomasochistic shit and stuff. And yeah. there's a there's there's one really interesting scene in this film where they're talking about how he wants to find his boss because, you know, how he would inflict pain on him, not in a gay way. You know, you yeah. love your boss, but not in yeah. a gay way and stuff because you enjoy how he beats the shit out of you and stuff. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> this guy, this guy is so fucked up, man. I've always found yeah. sadomasochism to be totally interesting, but it's disgusting to me at the same time. Like, I just don't understand pain and pleasure when put together you know yeah, so well, i yeah. find this is interesting when you put this type of character on there and he just he enjoys it but that torture scene man is like his 
character, his personality coming out completely in that scene. You know, yeah. I love it. It's so fucking brutal, dude, when he pours that hot grease on his back. I'm yeah. just like, oh, you got to be fucking. <laughs> I just like how he has absolutely no remorse for anybody or anything or like oh, he's that's a sociopath. Cool he's a sociopath. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But like, well, then favorite, you got like this the whole. Twins. I like the twins. They were my favorite characters. <laughs> they were fucking funny as hell. When that one like beats the shit out of a chick because <laughs> she wouldn't answer him. If, yeah. it, like, I like the violence level in this film. Like, it gets a little like there's some really bad effects in here. Yeah. Um, but and there's some, there's some, some of the good CG is like here. very 90s looking CG. Oh, it's horrible. It's cute oh, too it's, bad, dude. It almost shit. seemed like it. Some of the effects were done on purpose to be bad. I don't know. It's weird. Like the scene where he chops the Puts guy in half. Hand. Well, yeah. no, when he kicks that guy like right in half, that yeah. one fucking rapist dude. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh my Japanese God. movies do that a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't care for it. much. Well, if you, you know notice, I mean? if you watch a lot of Takashi Miike films, all his films have subtle, dark black humor in it. Like even yeah. audition has a couple scenes where you're just like, ha ha ha. You know, it's like he just subtly puts it in there. This one has a lot of comedy in it, though. Like, if you look at the reactions of guys in dialogue... This is not a serious... This isn't a serious movie. No, this movie is practically more of a comedy than it is anything else. Yeah. And that's why I I agree. That's why I think that some of the effects were done... They just didn't put a lot of effort into them because it it added to the comedic elements to the film. I mean, give me a break. I mean, I kind of get it, right? Like, okay, I want to do a scene where this dude gets split in half. And it's like, well, (laughs) I know that I can't make it look good. So how about instead of making it look mediocre, I just make it look bad. (laughs) Dude, the scene where Itchy goes in there and fucking takes out like 10 Akuzas. Mm-hmm. If you watch when bl- bl- there's like blood and body parts and shit that are flying out the door, the fucking no. effects are so bad right there. It like Dude, I what about burst it out laughing. Puts his arm in it, his hand in his mouth. It's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, that makes no sense either. It like, makes it's no like, sense. did he take like the, the piercings off his chin and that made his mouth open wider? Well, so he's he got those. Yeah, he did. he did. Yeah, because yeah. at the beginning, you could see that yeah. he, those are open wounds because he blows smoke through them. But he, yeah. the, the thing and is, they're the just thing tied stupid. together by his piercings. That, that guy's a total that. badass. The, the thing that's stupid <laughs> about that scene is like he was anticipating being punched in the mouth. He's like, I'm going to take these things that hold my mouth up, open or closed off. And then he's going to punch me and I'm just going to, you know, fucking bite his hand and shit. See, my, my main problem <laughs> like, with these type of movies, though, is like I I can enjoy it. I can enjoy it. Like I can see that open like where he bites the hand thing and, and like laugh at it and stuff like what the fuck am I watching? But any time that I see a movie like this, I just feel like a better movie is underneath it. Like they could have made a better movie had they not done all that shit. Uh, like, what kind of, like what kind of stuff? Like, just all the over-the-top, like, ridiculous shit. Like, if you just made a movie about that blonde dude and his, like, level of depravity and violence, like, I feel like that could have been a better movie than this. Yeah, Because I mean, that, that scene of violence where, you know, he has the guy suspended and the, the oil and stuff and the pin, the, the needle pin things, yeah. like, that's some hardcore shit, you know what I mean? Like, if, if that was the whole movie, I think you got a really violent, disturbing... Oh, when he movie. snips the guy's cock off, bro. <laughs> But I think, though, I, I don't think the intention is here. Like, I mean, right from the get-go, it's meant to be a comedy, right? So I don't think they're trying yeah. to worry I, too no, much about making it a great think, film. I think that it, if you did worry about it, it would be better. Yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. Saying. Yeah, you could you could tweak this film to the point where it could be obviously really good. Better yeah. effects and, 
even short. I mean, this film runs two hours and way nine minutes. Too long, man. This you, movie is way too long. I, for, for what it is, it's what, way too long. What There's you, so much pointless dialogue in this movie that I can't even pay attention to. What you said earlier it's about the, the hooker ending, stuff. I, I actually fucking, I can't stand the ending in this movie for mm-hmm. a couple different reasons. I hate the fact that, I don't know if you guys caught this, but like, you know, when um, our sadomasochistic blonde killer, that's what I'm going to call him, uh, is laying on the ground. Actually, yeah. before, where, when the guy walks up to him and he feels his forehead and he notices that there isn't a cut there on his forehead. Mm-hmm. You guys, you notice that, right? Yeah. So th- the explanation for this is that he kind of tripped out and kind of imagined this attack on him where he flips off the building and essentially kills himself. Wait, um, what? I didn't take it that way. Yeah. Because he never really? got it. He never got attacked by him. That's what they're showcasing. When the guy reaches, when he kneels down and touches his forehead and, and notices that there's no cut there, that attack never happened on. Yeah, but then doesn't our, the cut. It's wait. never there. It never happens. He imagined, he fucking illusions this whole thing. And when he flips off the building and, you know, does his little dance on the fucking rail and then. Okay, so, why? I don't know. I've never been able to understand this. I've watched this movie a couple times. I'm like, why in the fuck did Mikey make that? do that in the film it literally makes no sense and it doesn't need to be there why don't you just have itchy fucking attack him for real and force him off the building because that's what we're anticipating gonna happen but you got to throw this kind of strange little twisty in there i'm like what the fuck for i never understood it for the life of me why he did that so y'all got y'all gotta admit itchy's lame dude itchy's see itchy's a mess the he's character lame, Itchy dude. Is, he's Come a fucking on. he's a whiner. The thing is with Itchy yeah. is that he's he's a crybaby whiner because he doesn't yeah. he has an identity loss. He's completely lost yeah. in reality. He has no Why, idea though? who well because he has memory loss too, right? He doesn't Why? He, he doesn't re- just do they uh, explain why though? Yeah, they do. After he killed his parents, he actually legitimately killed his parents. Oh, he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he gets right. memory loss, right? So this is how the guy basically controls him. He and he says that, you know, you know, you were bullied, you were bullied and all this shit. And then that's how he uses him to, you know, get at the Yakuza for whatever reasons. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's this kind of element, but I, but when you really look at the itchy story, it is kind of lame. I mean, the bullying thing would have made a lot more sense than just his memory loss, <laughs> you know, like the core story of itchy is kind of lame. Actually, um, his getup is pretty lame, but I don't know this one. This is a fun fucking movie. I just wish it was a yeah, lot I shorter. Fun. I wish this movie was 30 minutes shorter, man, because there's so much. There's a lot of action and ridiculous gore and funny ass dark moments in this film that keep you entertained through the whole thing. But it does run way too yeah, long. Could you imagine if like the a lot of the pointless dialogue was cut out and then it was just like boom, 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 bap, boom, bap, like all these like, you know, what? You know scenes of craziness like that would have been you would think look at this movie I, differently. You'd be like, oh, this that movie's bad shit crazy, man. You know I what think, I mean? I think one of the funniest I still moments, think it's bad shit crazy, though. It, one of the funniest moments in cinema history okay. is when the dude that controls itchy takes off his clothes and he's, oh yeah, and he's and, all strong, and he's revealed to be like the strong man. The CG of his face on that body, yeah, is yep. the funniest shit I have ever seen in a movie in my life. I pissed yeah. myself laughing again. I was like, I I'd forgot about some of these parts, right? And I was just like, oh damn, dude, they did that. They put his just his face on this fucking huge bodybuilder. I'm like, oh, they did it. They did it so fun. Um, yeah, 
it's a fun ride. Like, uh, G- you don't really think it's that fun, JB? No, it's 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 pretty fun. I just honestly, I thought the whole stuff with like the real Itchy, if that is his real name, uh, <laughs> was really lame. And I was much more interested in the blonde headed dude who should have been Itchy. And uh, I thought that the other Itchy was like pointless. Didn't I? I I didn't like it. I, I didn't like how the dude was controlling him. I didn't like how he had this weird fetish with like hurting women. He just like came off as stupid. Like he seems really stupid. This movie is very rapey. <laughs> this movie is insanely <laughs> yeah, rapey. It's rapey. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. rape dialogue. There's a lot of scenes with violent rapes. Fuckers. And then there's yeah. that. Then it goes to as far as say like itchy, even himself wants to rape women. You know, yeah. it's fucking yeah. bizarre. Like he's kind of like this anti-hero it's fucking his character is all over the place it's insane Mm -hmm. and then there's actually a scene where he's talking to this girl and you know things are happening and stuff and then she's like itchy i wanted you to rape me too i was like the fuck this movie is so bizarre like rape is mentioned and 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 visually shown so many times in this film it's crazy the people speaking english and like them speaking japanese oh that was that. that she was supposed to be american yeah, like that that particular prostitute was supposed to be American. Doesn't it throw you but off? But how do those people like understand? What <laughs> it, that's that's the weirdness of Takashi Miike. No, they do that in Go Gym too. Yeah, it's just something that I feel like it's just to like make it weird, like on purpose, like just to be like, oh, this is weird. I know because that's the problem with with changing languages in a film is that the characters in the film need to know the language to understand it. So yeah. if you start speaking different languages, like it's like me and you, we're talking all yeah, of a sudden. I start, you, I start you know, speaking Spanish. You're like. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I I I like it. So, (laughs) I like how they refer to the dude as the old fart. (laughs) That shit fucking cracks me up, man. (laughs) I just refer to him as old fart. Ah, fuck. Come on, man. Dick and fart jokes. There's even dick and fart jokes in this movie. Come on. (laughs) What do you got on it? What do I got on this one? Uh, yeah, Itchy the Killer, man. It's a fun, ridiculously over-the-top comedy slash action crime minor horror. It's got horror gore in it. That's about it. That's the only horror yeah. in this film is the horror gore. That is intentionally over-the-top. There's <laughs> JP, what did you, uh, meant to ask you, what did you think about the, uh, the scene where uh, dude kicks that one bitch in the neck, slices it, and the spray? The yeah, blood? and it's yep. like... It's, it's like I texted Moods too. I messaged Moods. I was like, JP's gonna go off on this splatter. There's a much better one later in the film where it doesn't make that sound. But at the same time, that's this kind of movie. And well, honestly, yeah, that that effect is Japanese to begin with. Mm-hmm. That sort of style. Yeah, Itchy the Killer is probably one of the most bizarre anti heroes ever in a in cinema. I don't know, like. The very first time you get to see Itchy, I don't know if you remember this, JP, but you get to see him kind of on a deck watching some dude rape a woman. Yeah, and, yeah, and then he comes. And fake. he jerks off on it this plant. so fake. He jerks it looks like, nothing like semen. Yeah, I know. Well, Trust yeah, me. I know. I jerked off like three times today. It doesn't look like anything like that. <laughs> but like he, he like jerks off onto this plant because he's... He's it, it was all white. Rape. There was no red in it at all. I didn't get that. <laughs> no red? What yeah. the fuck? Like normal semen, you know? You have red in your semen? <laughs> you might want to go get that checked out there, buddy. Um, Is Carly giving you a fucking 
STD or something. But I always thought that like that that was a big load. That was ridiculously huge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he that's so that's the first thing we get introduced to. We don't really know that's Itchy at, at the time, but thinking back on it, it's like damn, that's how we get introduced to Itchy is him jerking off. Because he's aroused by rape. This movie is crazy, crazy rapey. It's funny when you hear people talk about this film. And, See, I thought this was about it. how the blonde dude became the way he did. Like, I thought that's when you would fall at Itchy. I was like, oh, this is the blonde dude. And, like, this is why he's so fucked up. Oh, wonder how those scars got on his face. I thought it was going to tell us eventually. Do you think he was inspired by the Joker? Hmm. Like just the way way he dresses and like the colors and stuff. Like yeah, you know I never it thought kind of just yeah, I guess so. dude. I, was I never that vibe. I totally never thought of that. But now that you mention it, yeah, I mean it's very it resembles the Joker a lot. I mean with the slits in the face and and the the colorful clothes and I mean he's a little bit more yeah sadomasochistic than the Joker is. Well, I mean <laughs> it, it's like the Joker if it was like completely done for adults, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think the two things that plague this film, though, you know, I, I, I can totally forgive the shitty effects because it is 2001. They're not meant to be, you know, totally serious and shit. But just the runtime is a little bit too long in this film. And the ending, I hate the ending. I, I've, I've always, like, actually when when um, Akira, or Akira, when he deafens himself, I thanked him. Because he couldn't stand Itchy's fucking cries. <laughs> you know, he literally... Itchy was being such a baby back bitch at that part and bawling his eyes out and shit. He fucking deafens himself on purpose. It's crazy. Gotta thank him for that. But I'm not a big fan of the ending. I hate the ending of this film. I think it should it would have worked a lot better uh, when he kind of kills his, you know, his brother, quote. That was kind of <laughs> cool. But the ending and the run, the run time. But the, the ride in here is fun. It's fun, man. I'm giving it 7.5 out of 10. I like this movie. It's fun. Yeah, I'm not like too far behind you. I, I do think it's a it, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, this is like a party setting movie. You know what I mean? It, I just it just frustrates me that like I think I would have liked it more had it just been a little shorter. Like it's it, I don't know, but I don't know if it's because like the setting in which I was watching it in the situation, or if it truly is too long. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was all about. Blonde headed itchy. He was fucking cool. Um, <laughs> Blonde headed itchy. <laughs> yeah, the the true itchy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Mike says. Um, he's itchy, and uh, I, I, you know, he's fucking crazy, man. Like he's. I just want to see. Like I can watch a whole movie based on what the fuck this guy's gonna be doing. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, yeah, so uh, not too far behind you. I I came in at a seven on this one. Nice. I'm coming in at an eight. Wow, you came in higher than I did. Shit. It's fun. Yeah, isn't that weird? So far, I've came in higher than you on one, and Jeremy's came in higher than you on one, but you're usually more like into Asian cinema than I guess we would be. Yeah, I mean... I, Let's see I if we could, we could complete the trifecta in the third film. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, Ratings? Itchy... <laughs> Itchy the killer, man. Yeah. Good shit. So, moving along here, man. Last one up for the night. 2003, we have got Gozu. Simply titled Gozu. Um, again, is it is it horror? 
I mean, it has a very. I don't. Horror I'm not sure if Takashi Miike made a horror film. I honestly, you know. He makes different types. I mean, this definitely has th- this has elements for sure. What's his most horror film? Like, what's his most true to form horror film? That's a good question because a lot of his films are on this type of level. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'd have to actually think about that for a minute. What about that one he made a couple of years ago that Scream Factory put? You out? You know what? I still haven't watched it, so I can't actually comment on that one. That's funny. Originally, that was the third film when I created the Takashi Miike show. There's going to be Itchy Audition in that film. I'm pretty oh, sure that really that one only... is a straight-up horror film, though. Yeah. that's what, what, Oh, One Missed Call. Gathered. There's this horror film, right? Oh, One Missed Call. Yeah. I guess I can only think of one thing when I think about this movie, and that's... It's <laughs> 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 such a weird fucking scene. It's it's kind of funny, too, because it's like the entire setup and premise of the film. But here, we'll get into the synopsis. Uh, A Yakuza enforcer is ordered to secretly drive his beloved colleague to be assassinated, which is actually his brother. Um, But when the colleague unmercilessly disappears en route, the trip that follows is a twisted, surreal, horrifying experience. Um, I mean... The way to sum up this film, for the people who haven't seen this, this movie is 100% David Lynch inspired, I would assume. It feels exactly like a David Lynch film. If you mixed Eraserhead, maybe elements of Mulholland Drive, it has the exact same feel and approach to this film. It's a very simple premise. It's literally a guy driving his brother to... You know, get killed to get killed, and what happens? Then he, then he becomes weakened and burned, and then he disappears. Yeah, so it. so they have this little incident thing on the on the road there, and his brother ends up dying. It's like so fucking bizarre. I don't really know how what the hell happened there. Um, so he ends up in the small little town, goes in for a coffee. He's trying to figure what the fuck he's gonna do, and when he comes out of this little coffee place, his brother is gone from the car, and so the whole movie is now. Uh, us following the main character and him trying to locate the body because he needs to have the body yeah. um, to dispose of it because he doesn't know, he doesn't want him to be alive or whatever. Cause his life is at stake if he doesn't do the job. Right. So he has to locate the body and it's basically him going through a series of events or just with these odd characters, having these interact interactions with very, very strange characters. I mean, we got older women with milk in their boobs. We've got that's my favorite. Some weird yeah, that's men the weirdest with, scene. Weird is, men I, with I asked the guys and nobody answered me. Is those her real boobs? Is she really milking or I couldn't find a hose or I couldn't see if they were prosthetic or not. Dude, I couldn't tell. I would assume the prosthetic prosthetic. I, I would assume they were too, but they did look real. <laughs> you know, they yeah, they looked pretty real. Yeah. All I do all I want to say is it's hot in here. Man, it's hot. <laughs> it's really hot in here. Yeah, so I got to put another t- coin in. It's just I have big breasts. It's just one bizarre event after the next in this film. It's just <laughs> it's very David Lynch, man. It's it, a lot of things just aren't making sense. It gets to the point where you know, again, this movie runs two hours and nine minutes, and it gets to the point where they almost had to do something. Like you know, he goes in back into the coffee shop at one point, like later on in the film, and he's like, you know, have you seen this person? And he's literally showing. It looks like a fucking little kid drawing of his brother. <laughs> it's like so bizarre. And everyone's like, you were in here? Like, what? What? And like, everyone's denying that he was in there. So it's like that type of bizarreness. And man, I, 
I love to review. the I love the aesthetic of this. It feels so like nightmarish. It's very subtle. The score is super subtle in this film. It's not very loud. It's super quiet. You know, just like a David Lynch film. And I love that approach to it, man. It's shot again on 60 millimeter. It has that gritty ass look to it. Fantastic stuff, man. Really, really cool stuff. It's it's a film that I honestly could watch again because it's so damn bizarre that it's entertaining enough that I probably get something out of it again for sure. What'd you guys think of this? Um, kind of hard to review. It, like, I couldn't follow it honestly. I I was having a trouble like even like getting what they were talking about and you know to be like, honest, it's not a film that you really like, there's a premise. And that's all you need yeah, to know. It's just like he's searching for his brother. The dialogue and, and stuff is, is meant to be weird. I feel like the eerie vibes that yeah. the film had, though. And I, I was getting a kick out of that because like, I, I did feel that it was very, very like sort of, you know, eerie and just had this like almost like um, I don't know what to say. Like not twin, like maybe Twin Peaksy type of just mm-hmm. weirdo people around. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it would be Twin, twin I love Peaks. I've actually never seen Twin Peaks, but I feel like that's what people say when they mean that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I absolutely love this setting, man. It felt it felt so small town, but I loved how it was so dirty around. Like, you know, the wind's blowing. You can see the leaves, the garbage everywhere. It feels very desolate. It feels like he's literally in Bizarre Town. Yeah, you know, like Eraserhead. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it feels. And it almost has yeah. – it has this very minor and very subtle – industrial sound going on in the background just like Eraserhead too. I don't know if you caught that, Jeremy. Yeah. But I think that's one of the coolest things about Eraserhead and one of the most unique things in cinema history is that industrial the part of that film. The industrial sounds that he incorporated to create that setting and yeah. atmosphere is fucking unreal. But it's it's present here. It's very much in so Lynchian. It's insane. I've never I don't think I've seen a single Lynch film. Oh, if you've what? never seen a Lynch film then this one might be a little bit hard to take because it's <laughs> like David Lynch films most You've of never them seen like Elephant Man, Blue Velvet, no. no. Racerhead, no. Mahalan Drive, no. Twin Peaks, Lost Highway. I seen the first yes. episode of Twin Peaks. It's like an hour and a half. But Lost Highway it's sucks. Like That's his worst movie. I don't mind Lost Highway. I think it's kind of cool. I like the driving yeah. scenes. That, that the scenes have been duplicated to no ends. <laughs> people have done that. Yeah. Now people are going to give me David Lynch films for Patreon. I know it, <laughs> but, but honestly, this movie would make a lot more sense, you know, maybe not in content. I mean, story wise, <laughs> but if you'd seen Lynch, you'd be like, Holy fuck. Yeah, totally, man. You can see what he was trying to accomplish with this. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like David Lynch. It's so unbelievable. It's the Asian like version that, of Lynch. Even like, even like that guy with the peeling skin on his face. Wait, it, which is funny. Like, totally erase your head. I love that scene too. And he's like, Oh man, he's like, I don't like when people kind of half look at me and stuff. It's just the pigment. It's just the pigment. And then yeah. you kind of take, you're like, wow, those are the worst effects ever. And then they do a close up when he scratches and it's quite clearly like paint on his face. Yeah. He's, what he's was that scene that was like, he was in that trailer and they were like counting down. Like, what was that about? Oh, when they were counting down from. Yeah. What were they going to do when from he 30? Zero? It was like a riddle or something. Yeah, he probably never had an idea. He just probably put it in there because <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I honestly like. I think this it was, was for the, him to get out of there or something like that. I can't remember exactly what that. Yeah, I watched this one late, and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie. But I mean, let's, like, let's this face lady's it. milking. 
there's like, a lot you see of this scenes. little kid drinking this milk in the same bottles as this titty milk that i'm like damn she got a lot of titty milk he really she's drew like, that I fucking thing out man when she was filling up that baby bottle full of milk <laughs> like she's every time yeah. she squirts the milk into the bottle she's That's like my favorite oh. scene. and it goes on for like 10 minutes man she's like oh. I, I just thought it was like incredibly like hilarious that this like like because like you like i feel like some of the streams were like hitting him or like coming close to him and he's like not reacting <laughs> i was just like i was just like thought it was funny well she it's does just, turn it's to him weird man it's just she, weird yeah she does turn to him and actually spray him in the face like and it's a stream of milk in his face and i'm like are you fucking serious like, right now? it feels like those are like i feel like that woman is really lactating like no it, it, it looks very similar if you've ever seen anybody do that but you know of course it, He's got other shit like, you know, the, the dude wearing the, I guess it would have been the, the sheep head or the goat head. The big tongue that's, licks him and shit. That's a weird part. <laughs> it's so funny. That's what time to cover. Yeah, it's so weird. It just yeah. kind of comes out of left field and just happens and you're like, okay. That's fucking oh, I bizarre. just laughed when he set him up in the car in the beginning and he puts on the glasses. I was like, it's fucking straight up weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, you know, I, I was like looking around at some reviews and somebody mentioned, literally said that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's 100% weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. So this, I, movie, uh, this, yeah, this movie's like really, really bizarre. But then there's gets, some great effects at the end, though. Like I will give it mad props for the effects at the end. Yeah, in structure, it's very much like audition. You know, it's you know, it's got like this kind of slow thing going on. And, and I then, said it last night too. I was like, oh, so this is where the horror is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all at the end. But you gotta admit, man, like the whole <laughs> brother woman thing is beyond bizarre. Uh, yes. It's Isn't really, everything in this movie is beyond but, bizarre? But, but it's like really, really bizarre because, you know, obviously our main character doesn't want to believe that that's his brother, but she knows things about him that he only would know and stuff. So he kind of buys into it. And then he's like, okay, he kind of accepts it, but then still wants to fuck her. I'm like, dude, you're fucking your brother. If you believe that's your brother inside there. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. You're fucking your brother. It's like there's a scene where like she's sleeping and he kind of like digs her and and she's like, well, you know, if you want to have sex with me, wake me up first. <laughs> it's like, what this film's quite rapey is, too. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. I couldn't remember this movie for the life of me, man. It was like watching it for the first time. It was so awesome. But it's a strange one. I think it gets what the ending to this movie is just beyond bizarre. It's so Takashi Miike. I love the ending to this movie. It's yeah, the ending crazy. The, my, it's like probably my sec, like that's probably my favorite. And then the titty milk thing is really good too. <laughs> I just like some of the characters when the guy keeps repeating like the weird, the same weird dialogue. Like it's hot in here. Yeah, it's like it's hot. It's like they're just talking. They're not talking gibberish, but they're just not making sense. And then he gives him that. The certain he pukes everywhere for some reason. That's like, what's well, going on? You know what they say, moods. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And what's yeah. up with those? Are those urinals or toilets? Because they're like so like low to the ground. Like, what is he puking in? It doesn't have a bowl. I don't. I think that's their toilets. I guess. Is what that how they? Do they just like squat? Well, what potty about the, What about the scene with the dead server? It turns out the server's dead, and he's like in the bathroom with his pants down, and the door kind of opens, and then you hear him <laughs> fart. He's like, like this. And then both guys, like, like, they kind of plug their nose. and like, ugh, it stinks. And the guy turns around. He's like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so fucking weird, man. Oh, I love that shit, man. I'm sure JP hated that because he farted. Yeah, I'm not a big fart. Fan. You don't like fart jokes. But man, was, no. again, you know, like everything in this movie, just out of left field. But <laughs> I got a kick out of that because 
the 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 rev the revelation of this server who had been killed what three years earlier or some shit i'm like okay again falls perfectly into the the nonsense of the film really it's awesome pretty good stuff it's a fucking nightmare man how, like, like, how, like how would you classify like if you if you is it the same thing as Eraserhead, just strictly a nightmare? Avant-garde. That's what I just... Experimental avant-garde weirdness. Yeah, because this one just... Everything that's happening, you know, just with... You, know, you have denying. to like experimental films to like this movie, to be honest. I love the how he gets the picture of his brother and shit. Like, it just kind of, like, floats through the air into his hand. <laughs> that shit is fucking bizarre to me, too, man. It's like random like little kid drawings on the walls and shit mm-hmm. it's fucking weird i really enjoy this shit man i think it's good it's definitely hard to review because there's really not <laughs> much going on. you can just talk about scenes in this film there's yeah he's looking for there's his no damn con- brother concurrent narrative or anything it's kind of All funny right. though like it feels bigger than it is though you know, like, it seems like he's going from place to place, but he's really only in, like, the hotel and the coffee yeah. shop, like, the whole movie. Yeah, he goes, but he's, like, over in the uh, coffee shop or whatever, and then he goes, like, right back to the hotel, and he's, like, it's, like, a brother, like, they say the brother and sister thing, and he, like, knows where it is. It's, like, right where he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. I, I actually, one, one of my favorite scenes, actually, is when he uh, first meets the old lady with the the milky boobs. Yeah. In the, I guess the hot tub or the sauna or whatever he's in. Yeah, it's like fuck, that whole scene is just made me laugh. Funny. Yeah, she like literally says like I have really large breasts or something. Yeah, and then she just out with it says, you know, you want to taste my milk? Yeah. Like, he's like, what? We don't. And then there's that. Milk. Isn't there like a like a uh, after that scene? There's like a light that's like leaking milk or something. Like a like a light on the ceiling or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking weird. I don't even know wh- who. What did she do there? Was she one of the cooks or was she like a maid? Or what was her occupation? She's like the owner, I think. Was like she the her owner? Her and that dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe she was. Was she the wife? I don't know. Yeah, I thought they were the owners. Yeah, because she talks about like we like we said we don't have. But they're uh, but they're not together. Hours and stuff. No, they're brother and sister, but they oh, are like kind okay. of. Okay, that's that makes sense. Okay. No. Incest. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. JP's favorite. It's kind of an underlining theme here. <laughs> Incest that's going on in this film. Fucking weird. Well, ratings on Gozu? Jeremy. Oh, or is it me? back to me? It's back, it's back, to, back you. to you. It's you. All right. Um, honestly, guys, like I didn't love this movie. I, it was coolish, but it was long and... I didn't really get a ton out of it, but a cool couple cool scenes, couple like weird things. Um, I don't know. I, I I didn't know what to make of it. I was hoping that this conversation it's totally would invite me. Joe Bob should show at four a.m. Oh, after a twenty-four hour marathon. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he could he could probably explain some shit or something because he's a master. But um, yeah, I was hoping to be enlightened a little bit more, but I feel like it's just it's just what it, we talked about you know it's like there's not really much to say um i i still thought it was you know entertaining enough i guess but i'm coming in at a six 
fucking Joe Bob pull out a map and be like, this is where the hotel is, and this is where the restaurant is. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I, I give this one a, a seven. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely the highest in this one, man. I thought this movie. So the trifecta <clears throat> did work. Rewatching it was just so much fun, man. I the whole setup to the movie, I almost fell off my off my sofa today laughing. It, it's so funny. So the reason why our main character has to kill his brother because the Yakuza's figured that his brother's lost his mind. There's a scene where in the beginning of the film, <laughs> where oh, he, he believes. He believes that this little chihuahua, like this little fucking yep. five pound dog, is this killer Akuza. Killed the boss. Yeah, this killer dog. So he goes outside. <laughs> that and scene he- is great. I didn't know <laughs> that he. Like, I didn't know that that's what had happened there. Like, I didn't know that he was losing his mind. I thought he was just going out there to prove something. Like, I'll fuck no, up. No, no. He's like. That actually like, makes it more funny that everybody's in there, like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so he goes outside and he fucking picks his dog up, throws it on the ground, stomps on it, does it again, and then he fucking. He starts whipping around in the great. air. I, I, I maybe didn't appreciate it as much oh, as it's I. so funny. 6.5. It's quite obviously not a real dog. It's, it's so funny. Scene. When he throws it against the window and it just. <laughs> it's totally like a fucking stuffed dog so funny oh, but man. he fucking starts whipping this thing around above his head like a lasso i just fucking lost his laugh and it was like it's so funny it kind of leads into it like you know so they're on their way to the assassination place and and then all of a sudden he's they're being tailed by well not tailed but there's, there's a car following them and he like pulls over and loses his fucking mind again he he's this he assumes and he tells his brother that he's like, "Hey, man, that's a that's a killer Akuza car." He's following us, yeah, they're following us. A killer Akuza car, and then yeah, and then the shit goes down from there. But so I guess you know Mike's mind was you know to showcase that maybe he was kind of losing his fucking mind. I don't know, losing his marbles and shit, because it was like some old lady. And I have to say, man, whoever backed that car up in the film had to been the worst driver in the world. Like, they're doing S's in the road like crazy. It's <laughs> fucking cracked me up. I was like, who's driving that shit, man? You're going to fall off the bridge. JP. Fucking ho- <laughs> so funny. Wait, I'm not a bad driver. So funny. But I lo- love the aesthetic. I love the nightmare feel of this. I love the... All the characters are interesting because they're so bizarre. I, I just couldn't wait for them to introduce another character in the film. It's like, what? What? how weird is this next one going to be kind of thing. I love movies like this, man. I'm a huge David Lynch fan, so this one really works for me. Uh, eight out of ten. You know, this movie actually slated. It played at Cannes back in the day in 2003 and got such positive reviews. It was supposed to go straight to DVD. I did D- read that. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to go to DVD, and then it it did so well at the Cannes Festival that it actually got a got small a theatrical release. US theatrical release, yeah, which is very cool. that's fucking cool. You know, that's yeah. really cool. So. I can see this playing well at a festival back in early 2000s. Yeah. This is kind of what you hope for, stuff like this. You know, oh, just, for sure. Man, if I was at Ken's and I saw this film, I was like, Pah, that's awesome. That's totally <laughs> worth, that was totally worth the admission. But, <laughs> yeah, so that's Gozu. That's Takashi Miike. Um, you know, three, I wouldn't say of his better films. I mean, it's up for debate. I mean, a lot of people like these three films. I think. I've only seen two other of his movies. I've seen Dead or Alive, and I've seen his Master of Horror episode. Okay. Yeah, he's... Um, Less than Evil, in my opinion, is one of his best films. That shit is... That would have been a fun one to talk about because it's so relevant to today. I think I reviewed it on the film to, or on the show, didn't I? I, 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 did, I, I did talk about that one. It's about the <laughs> teacher It's about the teacher that kills the students. Oh, yeah. It is fucking batshit insane. 
Like I think the, you talked about that last week. The on-screen kills are just it's mind-blowing how violent and brutal this movie is. It's insane. It's in my opinion it's one of Takashi Miike's best films and needs to be seen. And then it's right like Dylan even said to me he's like I've never heard anyone talk about this film. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. But then again, you know, it's hard to keep up with Takashi Miike films because he puts out so many of them. But uh yeah, I had fun with this, even though it was a lot of prep, you know, like nine hours for four films. I didn't prep. have fun at all with this in terms of like prep. I did like the movies like the, everybody thought I was hating the movies like when I was bitching. Like I wasn't hating the movies. I was hating how much time it took to watch Jer- them. Jeremy, I was going to ask you, did you purposely watch Gojium Haunted Asylum on purpose? No. Just to fit into the Asian theme? No, I just watched it because I had Asylum in the title. Oh, okay. So I, I literally was going to review an Asian film just to kind of, you know, continue on with the theme here. And that was the one that I was watching I was going to review. I'm glad that I watched other stuff because that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just would have reviewed Trench, whatever the hell it's called. Oh, Trench 11? Trench 11. Oh, yeah. fuck. You know, honestly, I had a list of three films because I didn't know how many we were going to do today. And I watched Trench 11. What did you think of it? Give it a six. It's an interesting idea. I, I just think it, dude. I already forgot what I rated it. Um, Seven point five. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I was I was I wanted a little bit more explanation to what they were creating. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't really go into it. But we, Is it a Nazi film? It's not. It's not. It's no. World War One, and yeah. it's you know the Allies, Americans, and Canadians. This basically about this Canadian tunneler that gets. You know. Oh, isn't there isn't there a new like war horror film Overlord. coming out, Jeremy? Yeah, Overlord. Overlord. Yeah. Oh, when's that come out? November 9th. Oh, okay. It's I've, not until November. I've already heard that, good dude, things about that one. That looks awesome. It yeah. looks gr- like the visuals of like the bodies hanging in the trees and shit looks great, but then it gets almost into like I'm a little worried it might get into like a Resident Evil Underworld like over stylized thing oh, okay. later, but I don't know. We'll it's bad robot, so Dude, when that the guy in uh, Trench Eleven, the one dude who takes that shotgun to the head, yeah. that was a pretty yeah. good effect. Mm-hmm. That looked gnarly, man. Fucking pretty good shit. I, I, you know, I. It's a subgenre of horror films that doesn't get touched on a whole lot. And I love me some more horror. I wish there was more of them. What was the there's one a, that we did? What was the one that we did a long time? Oh, the um, the squad. The squad. Yeah, it was, had a lot of potential because like the visuals were great. But yeah. I don't think I watched that one. Shot, no, we, you, you weren't, weren't on, on that shit. That oh. that movie was that was the first show you weren't on, I think. It was super atmospheric and really, really well shot, but the story it was just kind no, of bland. Mr. Jones was. It was super bland. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was such a disappointment because yeah, me and you both like these type of films, and well, so, one of the cool, one cool one from O two is a uh, Death Watch. Death Watch, yes, that's an awesome film. Really, yeah. really, and that that one takes place in World War One. Also, about the Horsemen. That yeah. movie's fucking brutal. <laughs> The horse, what is like, it? the revenge film. Yeah, yeah, man. I recently. I'm watched surprised that. there's not more war horror films that really. I want one that really is a blend of the genre, like one that really captures the like atrocities of war with the actual like horror of like whatever the the ghosts or fucking zombies or whatever, whatever the situation is but like i don't know it, it would be awesome they to make a lot of nazi it. zombie films but well like that's full on it's easy because hitler and the occult and stuff yeah, you yeah. Know, but yeah i, I get the it orange though, man. juice and stuff i think a lot of low-budget filmmakers are just scared to tackle the war uh backdrop you know or theme in their it's films horror, because right? you want it to look if it doesn't it's look ex- 
expensive Accurate, because it's expensive because you, you lose need, your movie. That's the thing, man. It, low budget and being accurate, you know, to the times and, and the costumes and the wardrobes and stuff. That's a little bit costly. I think it's hard to do. You need a bigger budget to do these war films. I mean, even to get the gun. Like, there's a lot of things that a lot of things that go into it, right? Yeah, and I think, I'm and I am like. You know, I, I'm not huge into war. Like, I'm not some kind of expert or anything. But, like, I'll tell you if a gun doesn't belong, you know what I mean, or, or something like that in, in a lot of the wars. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It, I mean, you need a lot of set pieces to make it look accurate. I think one of the coolest things about Trench seven or Trench 17, <laughs> fucking Trench 11, is the fact that the one crazy-ass dude in the film, Jeremy, he was mm-hmm. he was rocking that Model 17. Yeah, and that's kind of cool, man. Because the Germans deem those guns as inhumane. The Germans mm. deem those guns inhumane, so they didn't. Yeah, use those but that was before, like oh, for sure. buzzsaw. But and I, stuff. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting that they had this guy carrying a Model Seventeen. It was the only one in the film too, and it was done there purposely for that reason. I'm like, that's pretty decent filmmaking, you know, if you knew that fact. So I like that, but uh, yeah. Outro. That's it for episode 142. Is it 142? Yeah, 142. Fuck, it's funny I forget by, you know, three hours. Is it 142? Yep, 142. And, yeah, Jeremy, take us out of here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 142 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. As always, you can follow the man Moods himself at YouTube.com slash double shot. Oh, my God. Uh. YouTube.com slash Moods616. You can follow JP over on his channel and go over there and tell him how the Pittsburgh Steelers lost at YouTube.com slash DoubleShotJ. So always follow me on my channel at YouTube.com slash NESRuler22. So always please follow us on the Facebook page, Facebook.com, search bar, 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast, and follow JP on Twitter at Twitter.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. And as always, leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. And please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my for JJ. Patreon.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. Oh, yeah. And our email at 22 Shots Moods and Horror at gmail.com. That's 22 Shots Moods and Horror at gmail.com. That should do it, everybody, for episode 142 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back soon with an episode of something. I think it's the uh, Halloween. It'll be like a Halloween themed one. Halloween theme. All right. Viewer's choice. See you guys next time. Yeah, I think so. If all goes as planned. Check you guys then. Pick some good ones. Deuces. Yeah.